my shorts. Welcome to the Dave Lee Down Under Podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Dave Lee, and this is episode number 32. Ah, 32 shows we're in. i got to unmute you. 32, 32, 32. Hey, we didn't uh, do oh, a little clink. Oh, we haven't done this for a couple of weeks. Actually. No, no. There we go. Oh, so they can hear it out there. There we go. Oh, that's a nice one, actually. <laughs> um, Just didn't spill it, that's all. No, thank God. It was right <laughs> over the top of this, too. That could have been disaster. Mm. Uh, the podcast, of course, goes out on the podcasting platforms every single Monday. Um, that includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Amazon, and Audible. The visual element is available on YouTube. Uh, that goes out two days earlier to Patreon supporters. So if you uh, would like to... If you'd like to get that early access on the Saturday, you can head over to patreon.com forward slash Dame Lee Down Under. Uh, sign up for as little as a dollar a month. Cheap Bargain. Ass. Bargain. Bargain. Little as a dollar a month. You can give a little bit more if you like, but it's as little as a dollar a month. We've migrated video podcasts to the second channel now, uh, so I would appreciate the followers, the followers over there because... Just uh, need a few. Need a few more followers. Need like four, like another five hundred followers. Yeah, there are a Um, and like another three thousand hours watch time, so I can get my monetization back. I'm losing money on the podcast. Come on, get on it. I'm, a li- I'm going broke. I'm going broke. Yeah, I'm having the pays way. Come on, help me out. Yeah. Please. No, all the all the, uh, all the funds that I get from Patreon at the moment is going into running the podcast. Just fine. That's what the patrons there for, just to support exactly the channel right. and keep it running. I think my headphones are out the wrong way. There we go. Um. Yeah. So I do uh, appreciate. How can you tell that? Could you hear your voice backwards or something? No, it just felt weird. <laughs> just didn't feel quite right. Um. Yeah, you can find me on YouTube at Dave Lee Down Under, uh, over on Twitter and Instagram. Links in the description of every podcast for all the all the avenues, all of that. It's all down there. If you want to write into the show, you can shoot an email at davelypond at gmail.com. A few people have been using it recently, which is really nice. Good, actually. Yeah. Um. If you're listening on the podcast platforms. Please leave a review. Only good ones. And and ratings. Yeah, good ones. And if you put up a bad one, I'll hunt you down. Yeah, we'll get you. Yeah. No, we won't. Uh, just, ch- just, kidding. just joking, but maybe. We'll see how we feel. Anyway, uh, to oh, the... Oh, we... Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> we'll, fi- we'll, we'll figure it out. Just test your luck. See what happens. No, um, no, don't don't test your luck because it means I'll put up a bad review. Oh, yeah, shit. <laughs> so don't don't test, do it. Don't, test, don't your test your luck. You don't know what will happen. You don't know what will happen. Uh, of course, to the right of me today is old mate Rick joining me once again. The old boy. Yeah, he's back. Hope everyone's okay. Yeah. We're doing really well here in Melbourne. We are. Well, well. Well. <laughs> uh, well in Australia in general. Wood. Is that three? I think three is bad luck, isn't it? I have to do another Two. one to outweigh it. So this is four. Maybe just, they just yeah, make, that's it. make it's sure. Two. Okay, that's it's fine. done now. I knock the head too. Just to, just to make sure it's all good luck. Because yeah, there because was that one fucking heads made of wood. I know. There's that one guy, wasn't there, that had that had tested positive. 
earlier. Yeah, in the week. well, yeah, he, he did his um, quarantine in South Australia. Yeah, came back from India. Yeah, which is quarant- where it's exploded at the moment over Ooh, in India. Yeah. It's crazy. I feel sorry for him. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he did his his um, his uh, quarantining in a hotel in yeah. South Australia, mm. Adelaide. Yeah. And uh, tested negative, 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 and they released him yeah. and uh, came back to Victoria and was in the community for four or five days and felt a bit crook and yeah. got a test and he was positive. Yeah. So either the testing over in South Australia is not great <laughs> <laughs> or it just took a while just to... Just one of those things yeah, where you hear about it? people getting the, either the false negatives or you negative, hear people positive, that, positive, negative. Or you hear about people who test negative one day and then positive the next. Yeah. It's just one of those weird things. And then you've got people like we know, a couple of people who... Well, one, Benny, he... Uh, he had yeah. no symptoms whatsoever, yeah, and yeah, yeah. he tested positive. Nuts. So. Yeah, but uh, he'd been all over the place. A long time ago. He'd been out to ago. dinner. He'd been to, to supermarkets. He'd been to petrol stations. He'd been on the, on train. the train. On the train uh, at, the end, at the end of a football well, match. Yeah, so saying, it would have been packed. They're like hundreds, if not thousands of people may have been yeah, <laughs> um, exposed. exposed. Uh, but so far, there's been no other cases, thankfully. Let's hope so. Knock wood again. Mm. Um, we haven't been up to much this week. <laughs> I feel like no, we started really. week. Um, I've been really knackered this week. Can't get motivated this week. Yeah. So I'm a fat ass. Well, you finish doing that. your work, and when you finish working, you just sit on the couch and you're done for a month. Yeah, that's about right. I told you it's this. I it. said once you finished, once you finished <laughs> what you're doing, fi- but I haven't finished that other job. Yet. I know, but you're like in the mindset, I'm get like. Back. Oh, you, well, you get back in the mindset. Start doing some things around the house. Yeah. Tinker around. Or oh, I've got a shitload to do. So I know, that's what I mean. Planning to build some more stuff. So. <sighs> Always plan to build shit. Yeah, but this one has to be done quick. Yeah, have to oh, get yeah, this one yeah. done pretty yeah. quick. <laughs> so we can sort of <laughs> set the office up done. properly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I've, I've been working as per, working on... Haven't stopped. I haven't stopped. I've been working on the next evolution, which is... Because uh, I've just got one up today. Today. Disaster with that, by the way. <laughs> mm. Oh no, shit! I had the um, I had my uh, evolution Tasmanian Devil Taz. I had it scheduled for. Well, I always put my my um, evolutions out on the Tuesday, so which is usually like the Wednesday morning here. Um, so I had that scheduled. I was supposed to go out at two a.m. on the Wednesday. But um, I accidentally set it for 2 p.m. 2 p.m. Oh. Um, so what I usually you do dick. is <laughs> so when I schedule my video, I also schedule posts on Twitter and I schedule posts on the community board. <laughs> so at 2 o'clock, so at 2 o'clock, well, whenever the video is scheduled, the video goes out and then the Twitter post goes out and then the community board, but all goes out at once. I've just all pre-scheduled. I don't have to worry about it at the time. So I've woken up in the morning to... Everything having gone live except for the video. Oh, God. 150 comments by the morning. Where's the video? It's private. (laughs) You're a liar, one guy says. Liar. (laughs) Yeah, he was really angry. And people were like, chill out, man. It's probably just a. a, Get shit for free. Why are you getting angry? Yeah, but there were actually people like chiming in, like, just chill out. Just like, you'll have it soon. Just stop being so ungrateful. Liar. He says, it's exclamation mark. Two or three weeks making this thing. I know. Pisses me off. Anyway. Um, and then I've got, of course, I've always got people um, like requesting new evolutions, no, and I've got no, dozens no. of people requesting new evolutions on this post of this video that hasn't even gone live yet. <laughs> and like, just chill, just simmer down, guys. And then I had to post an update, which was like, I'm sorry, this accidentally happened. I'm going to reschedule it to tomorrow. And then I posted another post just to make sure people saw it. Of course, 
you, you can't, not everyone sees everything. So then throughout yeah. the next day, I'm still getting, what's happened? Where's the video? What, what's going on? It's not working. I'm saying it's, it is working. I just I made a mistake. There's a scheduling issue. There's a scheduling issue. No, it's not working. The link's not working. I, I've explained this. I've told I've told you six times. Anyway, bloody hell. Um, so I was going to put up that next day. A bunch of news stuff dropped. So I did like two news videos in the morning. I had to do that. I did like a review for that ex- exhibition that day, and then I had to drop a review as well. Um, for those who wish me dead. Um. And YouTube will only send out three notifications to your subscribers within the 24-hour period. So I thought, fucking hell, I've dropped all these videos. I've dropped at least three videos throughout the day. If I put this evolution up, it's not going to go out to people. So I had to push it out another day. It's finally gone out last night. So anyway, that's out there and I'm still... Are they actually actually sending notifications out or what? Are they still fucking around with it? I don't know. But what I do now, just to make sure, because last time with the Superman video, which didn't go out to people and notifications, they weren't getting the notifications, but they were seeing that community post where I asked why are people watching it? Everyone's like, I didn't get notified. So what I do now is every time a video goes out, I make a community board post as well. Yeah, yeah. Just to make sure that it does get out to people in some way. Mm. I think it's working. We'll see. So Hope anyway, so. I've been dealing with all this. I've been dealing with trying to get that, well, getting that video done and then trying to sort out the scheduling. Meanwhile, in the background, I'm also working on the next evolution, which I'm hoping to launch by the end of the month. So you can have two this month. But I don't know if it's going to happen. No. About, I've got like seven days in which I have to write it, record it, edit. It's only a short one though. So I'm hoping I can get it done in a week. Don't promise you'll have it done. No, I'm not promising nothing. No. Just, it, it'll be, it'll, be, it'll done. be done by at least the end of next week, I'm sure, but it might not be as done as early as I hope. Right. Because I want it out on, like, Tuesday. Because you lose a might, few days. You'll lose Sunday. and Well, I'll, use two, I'll lose two Sundays through the football. I'll lose two Fridays because of the podcast. There's four days yeah. gone. So I'm left with, like, seven days in mm. which I have to get this done. And that's, like, work nonstop. Um, and I think we have a film premiere between then as well. So we'll see what happens. Do we? Yeah, the one just got tickets for it, Cruella, oh. today. And I think that's because that's you the... You say that? Yeah, I'm allowed to, I think I'm allowed to say that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we've got a preview for that in between everything the, else. Everything else. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so yeah, that's so been next my... Week, the week after. What's that? Cruella. The week after. I think it's that. It's not next oh, week. Oh, wait, shit, it might actually be next week. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, yeah, next week. Is it next week? No, I think it's the week after. Yeah, the week after. Yeah. That's so right. that's like, oh, that's the day that I want the video up, actually. So we'll see. It might not get in the way. Oh, anyway, well, we'll anyway, so yeah, that's been my week. Very, very busy. We went to the exhibition, of course. We'll talk about that that's in the show, awesome. which was great. Uh, the Disney exhibition at the Acme. Mm. We'll talk about that uh, soon. Um I had to do a, a film review for those who wish me dead. It's just been just busy this week. And it's so much cartoon news, so much of it. So much that I've barely got anything watched this week again. I had a few things we can talk about that we did watch. We'll try and keep it short for uh, Wacko Jacko, who hates sitting here listening uh, to us <laughs> go on for 50 minutes. <laughs> Jerk. So, yeah. But, but yeah, we didn't get, I didn't get many catalogues in this week because there's been cartoon news. Cartoon, because we're ramping up to Space Jam now and the Rugrats reboot, there's just fucking something every day. Mm. So I'm like, oh, shit, wake up in the morning, quick, do a video. Do a video. I just don't have, have time. Anyway, so this week, or well, over the weekend, I managed to watch The Quick and the Dead. You've seen this years ago. So years ago, yeah. Don't remember um, a lot, lot about it, but I just 
didn't really take to um, Sharon Stone being a gunslinger. Yeah, I thought she was all right. I like Sharon Stone, though, but I like um, Basic Instincts, one of my favourite movies. Yeah, yeah, it's a great it. film. I don't know. The, the, the weird thing about this movie is I posted about this on Twitter, actually, a while ago because it was really cheap, the 4K disc, to import the disc was like $14 or like $11 or something, or really yeah. cheap on Amazon. And I posted about it, everyone's like, I don't even know what this movie is. I was like, what? And I was kind of like, well, Matt, because the funny thing was I didn't really know what it was either. I'd heard of it but I never really paid much attention to it. Mm. Anyway, I posted it out. I was like, oh, guys, you can get... And it was like, oh, what is this? This is a Western film made in the early 90s. Yep. Gene Hackman, Gene Sharon Stone, right. Russell Crowe. This is like one of his first American films. Mm. Leonardo DiCaprio as a baby. Not, a ba- not actually no a baby. baby. <laughs> <laughs> not actually a baby, but he's like re- very young in it. I think he's like 19 or 20. Yeah, he was Very young. Because he was, he was a... He was a gunslinger. Yeah, too, they all he? are because it's like this. Um, yeah. It's this. Um, uh, what do you call it? Like a roulette, like a roulette game where they have to like pull names. That they all enter this like draw, and it's like last man standing sort of thing. Oh, so yeah. they all have to end up in these little gunfights, and last man standing wins. Um, but this is directed by Sam Raimi, mm. who directed the original Spider-Man films. He did like Army um, of the Dead or whatever he did. I don't know. One of those fucking really cult. Um, horror films he did early in his career. I haven't seen any of them, so I'm probably wrong. Um, but yeah, great filmmaker, and like it's got everything going for it. Sam Raimi, stacked cast, really cool western, and this is shot gorgeously. Like it's yeah, amazing. Yeah, it's nice, well shot. Um, but yeah, no one's heard Particularly of this for its time. Like, oh yeah, nice. Didn't have the same standards as we do now. Oh yeah, exactly. Uh, but. Yeah, the weird thing is no one's heard of this movie. You'd think that this would be like a huge like mm. blockbuster thing. I don't think it performed very well when it first opened, which is probably why yeah, I uh, why I think people maybe got swept under the rug. But it's great. And my, the, the, pretty much all the cast is really good. It's also got Keith David in there, who is Franks and Beans. <laughs> from, um, from, um, <laughs> Frank and Beans. Frank and Beans from uh, Something About Mary. Yeah. How'd you get the the beans above the frank? And it's also got Robert Blossoms, who who's that old guy in Home Alone with the shovel with the oh, yeah, murdering. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's got yeah. and all these other just little people scattered throughout. It's really good, and it's filmed oh stunning. Like he makes use of um, uh, not only the vertigo shot, you know, the vertigo shot where you've got um, the back the the foreground stays. Um, while the background moves, yeah, yeah, yeah. So essentially, yeah, you are yeah. you're pulling in while, while you're, you're zooming, zooming out, out, or yeah. you're zooming in while you're pulling out, yeah. and it makes like this perspective thing. He uses it over and over in the film, but he also combines it with a Dutch angle. So oh shit! So a Dutch angle <laughs> is where the cameras are really tilted. weird yeah. tilt, and apparently it's really hard, particularly when you're doing it by hand. When they were doing it by hand with the old cameras, it's really difficult to achieve that vertigo shot with a Dutch, Dutch angle, angle at the same time. Uh, it's just not working hard enough. No, apparently it's really hard. Apparently it's hard by, like, to just... Because you because with those old cameras, you had to do it all by... by you, you couldn't do it by eye. You just had to yeah, know yeah, the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And get the camera to t- tilt, because it's not just on a Dutch angle and they're doing it. It's actually tilting into the angle and doing the zoom, and it's I fucking can't be, crazy. I can't... Can't say how to be too hard because you got one guy operating the camera, mm. another one you got a focus pull, yeah. and you got someone else. Well, I don't know. Someone else pulling. I don't know, back but apparently, it, apparently, it's very hard and it's very rare. You don't see it in films very much. Mm. Yeah, I sort of get it. Mm. Sort of get it. 
because when you're moving that ca- when you're moving the camera, the focus goes. Yeah. So you have to know that focus for every angle that that camera is taking. Mm. So it's easy enough to set a focus for one point, but while you're moving as well, the focus is fucking going everywhere. Yeah. So I'm assuming that's probably I don't know. Anyway, he so used to got it mapped out. That'd be all right. I'm sure, but apparently it's so it's so rare. They chances just, are, chances are, cameras would be able to do it automatically now. You'd be able oh, to yeah, set of course, yeah. But the, and... yeah, but the thing is, this was done on fucking on a big film camera, all done by hand. Yeah. So apparently, very rare. Anyway, mm. it's gorgeous film. Cinematography is incredible on it, and it's just good. It's just good fun, just stupid western movie, shoot 'em up sort of thing. Mm. Check it out if you can. I think it's on Netflix. It was at one point. Oh, look, I like I like the film, but for me, Sharon Stone wasn't convincing for me. I don't know. You gotta watch it again. You probably watch it in the nineties. I watched it on VHS, probably. Yeah, back in the nineties. Yeah, probably. It's good. I liked it. Mm. Um, I also watched one called Kingpin, mm-hmm. um, which was um, uh, uh, why I almost meant to say Robert De Niro, fucking Woody Woody Harrelson, and Dennis Quaid, and not Dennis Quaid, Randy Quaid, Randy Quaid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and um, who else was in it? Um, I think there's at least one other person. Oh, Bill Murray as well. This is a Farrelly Brothers film from the like early 90s, maybe mid-90s. It's a great film. This is the only one of their movies I've never watched. No. Apart from some of their newer stuff. Oh, that's a great film. Amazing. I really so enjoyed good. that. So funny. I thought it was the funniest thing. I bought this on Amazon again really cheap, like $11 or something. And I don't know why. I just it just one just, just bypassed me, but it's hilarious. Yeah. Like I love uh, like Dumb and Dumber, and um, something about Mary is like one of my favorite comedies ever. I don't know how many times I watched that. So I love the Farrelly Brothers stuff, and this one I don't know how it just escaped me. It's like this really great cult comedy, and yeah. it is hilarious. Woody Harrelson with his rubber hand. Yeah. It's <laughs> hilarious. Hilarious. Oh, and um, Amish Dennis Quaid. Randy Quaid, <laughs> Randy, Randy Quaid. <laughs> so fun. Yeah. It is the funny one of the funniest things I've seen in a long time. I yeah. don't know why it's taken me so long to get to it. Anyway, I loved it. Oh, so, good, good on DB rating too. Yeah, I know. That's I think so, that's why I bought it. I was like, oh, it's got a good rating, great cast. Farrelly Brothers have not seen this. Mm. Um, yeah, it's like one of those cult comedies. I think probably one that probably didn't perform well in cinemas and then went on to get appreciation later on. I loved it so much. One that I didn't really love was one called King of New York. It's a movie that I hear everyone going on about all the time. Like, oh, it's so great. It's one of the greatest. IMDb has like a crazy rating on it. 7.6. I don't think you pulled up the right one there. No? No. (laughs) Well, they got more than one. Yeah, King of New York. It's got Christopher Christopher Walken. The fucking, I don't know, try that. (laughs) King of New York, Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken. I don't know what you're doing. That one there. Yeah, that's the one. But that's not. That's wrong. No, just click on it. Click on that. Just click on that. Yeah, that'll still take you to the trailer, probably. Yeah, and then it'll probably have a link to the movie over the side. There you go. Teaching old people to use technology up the top. Yeah, there you there go. There we go. Seven. <sighs> it's it. Look, it's a very good movie. This is um, uh, Christopher Walken as like a gangster who gets out of jail. And when he gets out of jail, he decides he wants to take out like the whole underground gang, criminal gangs in New York and essentially become like the king of New York. Mm. But he wants to do it so that he gets to take all this money and then 
give it to he's like a modern day Robin Hood. Oh, okay. He gets he takes the money and he puts it into building like this massive like uh, a hospital um, for the community. So he's doing this all for the community. Meanwhile, he's taking out the trash, but the cops are on his trail the whole time. Very good movie. Very good movie. Yeah. Um, I understand why people love it, but I just I feel like I've seen this movie like uh, how many? I oh, a million times. It's a thing I've seen over and over again. I don't. I've, I'm at the point now where I've seen so many movies that I get to movies that are like, everyone's like, this is so good. And I watch it, I'm like, it's, it's underwhelming because I've, I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> seen that that, um, that storyline. Yeah. Good good cast, though. Yeah, it's a really good cast. David Caruso, Lawrence yeah, Fishburne, yeah. Wesley Snipes, Carlo yeah. Esposito. Yeah. Steve Buscemi. Yeah. Giancarlo Esposito. What did I say? Carlo. Oh well, you got you know. gotta make the text bigger. He probably he every probably week goes, you do he probably this. Probably goes by Carlo. Every week you do this, you read the wrong, you read names wrong. No, I won't even know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, David Caruso is amazing in this. He yeah, was what, the, he, he was he's the guy from what was he on? Wow! You put the sunglasses on. CSI Miami. See it? That's right. Makes a quip and then wow! You like podcasts? Well, this is a good. I don't know, and there's the glasses <laughs> on. I don't know where I'm going with that. But yeah, he's amazing in this. He's very he's quite young in it. Christopher Walken's great. Lawrence Fishburne is am- just fucking amazing in everything he does. And okay, the whole cast is great. It's a great film, but I just was underwhelmed that I've heard over the years how great, how amazing it is. And I'm like, I've seen this movie before. Yeah, he was only twenty four. I would recommend it. It's good for and, and it's beautifully shot. It's almost like a neo noir kind of thing. You know, really lit, really dark. It's like a modern, modern noir. But it's just like I've seen it, seen it all before. Mm. We watched a few uh, movies this week, last week, and we got a couple in sort of older ones that have just been sitting in the um, in the collection, in the waiting to be watched for a while. We watched one called "If I Stay." This is with Chloe Grace Moretz. I feel like we watched a few of her movies recently. Uh, Tom and Jerry, she was in. And then that's that, right. uh, that's uh, where I saw yeah, and Shadow <laughs> in the Cloud, oh, which course. was that one that you fell asleep in and missed. Yeah. It was great. I loved it. Uh, but this one, if I stay, this is another one of those like um, young person is is dying movies. Yeah, and um, the again, car accident, and all that sort yeah, of she thing. has the car accident, but but it has like this fantasy element where she has like an out of body experience. Yeah, and she's like deciding whether she's whether actually she going to stay or, or die. I thought that twist to it was quite nice. It was a good movie. Like yeah, yeah. Easy, nice, mind. easy movie to just watch. It was better, um, better than I expected. Yeah. It's got a good rating. But though. I say that, like, I'm, I don't try to detriment these kinds of movies because we watch them and we always like them. Yeah, exactly. We always really like them. Yeah. Clouds. Yeah. Um, what was that one? We, the other one we watched recently, um, uh, like Six Feet Apart. They're both five, just, five feet, five five feet, feet apart. Five feet apart, six yeah. feet apart. Um, and then there was that, um, um, oh, there's been so many yeah, of them. Yeah. Um, but we always enjoy them. Really enjoy we it. always enjoy them. Yeah. But this one I really like. I, I, I quite liked because it had that like twist to it, yeah. like fantastical yeah. twist. Yeah. And it's all sort of out of order too. You get flashbacks to kind of understand what's – It took a little while to sort of realise what was yeah. going and think, okay, yeah. well, this is the that timeline, yeah. this is that timeline. Yeah, because she has the – there's all this stuff going on in her life and then she has this accident but it just keeps like doubling back, back – to the past and to the and to this future, this out of body experience, and then you're trying to piecing it all together. Yeah. It's obviously like she's reflecting back on what's led up to this car accident, and yeah, it's reflecting right. whether she wants to stay or yep. go. 
thought it was, was quite good. good. She's great. I think she's fantastic. She yeah. just like everything she does is very, very good. Yeah. This is an earlier film, like 2014. So that's how long it's just been sitting in the cupboard waiting to be watched. Mm. Another one was Premium Rush, um, which was um, Joseph Gordon Levitt. Is it Levitt or Levitt's Levitt? I always get um, it wrong. Joseph Gordon Levitt, I think, and Michael Shannon. That's the one, I think. No, maybe not. Yeah, that's the one. 2012. Yeah, that's what I mean. Shit. We've got so much shit in there that's been sitting there gathering dust for so long. Um, yeah. What do you think of this one? I'm just trying to remember it. This is the one where he's on the bike. Oh, yeah, no, I didn't mind it. Yeah. That's right, yeah, he was the bike courier. Yeah. Yeah, I actually didn't mind it. He's given like a... Um, He's given. He's a bike courier in New York. That helps. That helps. I love. I love New York. It's yeah. my favorite city outside of Melbourne. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But he's like a bike courier, and he's given what's called the premium rush, which is like a late night delivery that has to go out express. Um. So he's given this premium rush delivery of this letter, and he doesn't know what the letter is, but mm. there's some other guy, Michael Shannon, um, who he wants that. Wants it. For it's some a reason. ticket. It's a ticket. For yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And then he's like trying to ca- tra- like track him down. Yeah, this is really it's a quirky kind of film. Yeah, really weird. I thought it was kind of Michael Shannon is terrific. Like anything he does. Well, it's a good little twist with his character. That's too. what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's weird to see him in a movie like that, though. I don't know, but maybe because it's so early, I'm just so used to seeing his newer stuff. Mm. It's kind of weird to see him in that kind of film, but his character's very. His good. character's great. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's just, just that little yeah. twist with his character. Yeah, when you real when you find out what, who he is and what yeah, he does for a living and stuff, yeah. and you go, oh shit, yeah, okay. so it's cool. There's more to this. Yeah, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt's always good. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, we watched Thirteen Hours: The Secret Soldiers of Benghazi. That was good. Very good. Oh, I really enjoyed. Yeah, that. Yeah, gave me nightmares actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, doesn't take much. No, no. This is like a war film, really full on, mm. really graphic sort of. It was like the um, – uh, it's a true story of the a US – it was like a US embassy, US army sort of barracks sort of thing that was attacked in, in Benghazi. Well, it was like a secret – Yeah, it was like a secret – Secret um, – uh, Like a base. Like an agency. Yeah. Like the spy, Pentagon. Spy agency in, sort yeah. of thing. Um, and then it gets attacked – yeah. Um, and then they have to fend off like the this terrorist mob and just explosions and rockets. They pull out the rockets and the, this like elite team of soldiers has to go out like in mm. the dead of night and spend all night fighting off these people and shit. You got hundreds of people coming over the across the landscape yeah. at night and they just pop yeah. sitting up the top on yeah. top of the roots going bang, 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 popping so them good. all off. So good. Yeah, it gave me nightmares though. I had nightmares that there were terrorists. Blowing up, we were somewhere and there was terrorists, there was an explosion. I woke, woke up like, oh, really? Yeah, I went back to sleep straight away. Uh, and I was like, oh, another one. But I love John Krasinski. He's great. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if I buy him as an action man, though, to be honest. I don't know. I, didn't, uh, I, didn't. I don't know. I just see I Jim. Yeah. <laughs> I just see well, Jim. That's, that's, that's the other thing. Like, I didn't it? like that Jack Ryan that he did. I thought it was boring. I don't know. He's good. He's a good actor. Oh, I love him. We followed that one up with um, <clears throat> with A Quiet Place, which was John Krasinski as well, yeah. and Emily Blunt. You hadn't – I'd seen this before. You hadn't yeah, I hadn't it. seen it. Yeah. I hadn't seen it. Thoughts on that one? Um, yeah, actually, I did like it. Yeah, you did? I did like it, mm. yeah. Emily Blunt's always good. She's good. She's too. always good value. Yeah. And the, the, um, the young bloke in it too. 
The young bloke. Um, the son. But the kid. Uh, didn't the son die in the first like five minutes of the film? Was he son? Oh no, there was another son, wasn't there? Yeah. I don't know who he is. It's right there. Down. God. Oh, what are you doing? I'm going back to the listing. There we go. That's the listing for 13 hours. Yeah. Back. Yeah, what am I looking at? What are you talking about? Oh, no. Quiet place. Quiet place. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, there, right there. Don't give me technology. Right there. A quiet place. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't give me a computer. Oh. God, you spent your whole life working on a computer. Yeah, Noah, Noah Dupe. Oh, Australian, yeah, Australian, that's right. Yeah, it was too. Yeah, yeah, of course. He was yeah. fantastic. Yeah, it's very good. Really liked him. It's like, there's like 16 lines of dialogue in the whole film. Yeah. Yeah, crazy. Or subtitles. You had to get you out of your comfort zone mm. so we can finally tackle Parasite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <clears throat> no, I actually, I actually completely forgot that it was like that, though. It's just he's like Noah, this young Noah. Like, what is mm. he? He's only about 14 now or something, or 12 or something. Mm. He's only about 11 or 10 or 11 or 12 in this. Um, but just the fact that he had to speak with expression. Are you sure you're not thinking about that other film? No, no, no. The one with Angelina Jolie? Yeah, that kid was fantastic no. as well. Just double-checking because no, sometimes no, you do get no, your no, films no, no. mixed up. Oh, all the time. Sometimes. <laughs> all yeah. the time. No, yeah, no, no. no, no. Was he, was, he was the same. Very good. Yeah. Like he had to, you know, because he wasn't allowed, they weren't allowed to make noise and they couldn't yeah, speak yeah, and all yeah. those sorts of things. Yeah, so he had to, everything had to be mm. expressive, you know, <clears> like. He, yeah, yeah. He was great. No, he was really that, He's Australian too, isn't he? Yeah, he is, I think. Um. Well, like Kidna Angelina Jolie film is Australian. Or maybe he's not. Not sure. I thought he was. No, I don't think he is. Again, this is why I'm thinking, this is why I thought you might have been getting confused. Oh, because he's the kid that was in um, Ford v-, v Ferrari. That's right. Yeah, <coughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's not an Aussie. He's... That's what I thought. No. So, yeah, so you got that mixed but, up a little bit. Well, yeah, just where he <laughs> came from. But, but, not, but not his character yeah, yeah. in this film, though. Anyway, so yeah, that was for a, just for a change. Yeah, so that was that was good. I enjoyed it. I actually liked it more the second time, to be honest. Maybe because yeah. it was in here with the surround, and last time I just watched it on mm. TV, I think. Um. So yeah, it's good. It was really good. Um, DC movies, my little cartoons I've been watching. I'm trying to get through like the Superman ones, the Batman ones, and all that shit. Got to got to admire your stamina on I that know. shit. Wow, there's like thirty. I watch, I watch two of them now. I've seen them all now. Yeah, they're all a bit different, but some of them are a bit same, same. I didn't watch any this week. Just didn't have time this week. You slack ass. I know, we've been too busy watching For All Mankind yeah, TV. It's so good. It's, really got, it's got really good in season really two. Really enjoy that, yeah. We've been watching that till like 12.30, 1 o'clock every night, and there's no time for anything else. No. Go to bed. And get up. Can't do anything the rest of the day. Rest of the following day because I'm too tired. Sleep in, yeah, I know. That's probably my, half my problem too. Yeah, no, it's so good. Season two of that is amazing. Mm. I keep saying to people, Apple TV is like, I think it's my favourite streaming platform. Yeah. The stuff on there. what's the problem with it? The problem is that you can't find the shit. Yeah. You can't find find stuff on there. It's really hard to find stuff on there. You've got to know what you're looking for. Yeah. If you don't know what you're looking for. It's like like Netflix and stuff. You don't need to. It's there. You just go looking for stuff and you find shit easily. Problem, I think, is that app because it's this Apple TV thing where it's not only the Apple TV Plus. Now, there's two separate things, Apple TV and Apple TV Plus. Apple TV is the service where you can buy, rent, and stream films. 
Yeah. Um, so you pay for them or you can redeem your digital codes and shit through your Apple TV. Mm-hmm. Apple TV Plus is all of their original content. Right. However, they blend both services together and it's really difficult to find the original content. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they almost um, uh, they put the paid content above the original stuff. And it's just difficult. I feel like I've gone through the whole thing like how many times trying to find new shows and I've thought, I thought I've found everything. And then someone the other day goes, have you watched this one? I'm like, I've never even heard of it. And I check it out. I'm like, that looks great. Yeah. And someone else is like, what about this one? I'm like, I haven't even found that one yet either. Mm. And I actually had a couple of people say, yeah, I really love it, but it's hard to find stuff on there. Yeah. That's the problem. And they don't advertise enough. I think that's a big no, problem as well. Don't. You never, you rarely see advertising for it. Well, you, you see, like on TV and stuff, mm. you, and even on like Foxtel and stuff, yeah. you see ads for Netflix shows yeah. all the time. The only thing I think I've seen them advertising probably when they first launched with like that morning show, um, and then I think I've seen a few ads for Ted Lasso only because that's become quite a little cult yeah. thing. Yep. but nothing else. Like I go in there, I'm like, there's this limited series with Chris Evans in it. Like this limited, oh, like drama yeah, limited I saw series. That. Yeah, yeah. We didn't see it. No, 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 saw no, it no. On there. I, saw, yeah. I saw. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. It was well, there. it's been on our list for ages. I think. I think I've seen an ad, one or two ads for that. I don't know. I'd never. I'd never yeah, heard um, of it until I saw it on this. Yeah. No. There's. I've seen a couple of ads for that. Mm, don't know about that. Yeah. I have. Because it's old. That's about a year old. That's why I'm saying. Mm. That's why I'm saying I'm confused. Like I'd no, seen. Yeah. I was like, I never heard of this. Or thing. is there another Chris Evans one? Maybe. Mm, I don't know. Remember. Anyway, like that's been on there for like a year apparently. And yeah. So anyway, um, we've got a... Yeah, you've done it this so week. We've got a spot on. So. Deadwood update. Yep. Yeah, we watched Deadwood this week. Same, we've done another one. We did another one. One mm, ep. Did another one. I was di- disappointed. Well, we say it every week, don't we? Like it's, you get one good episode. Yeah. So the one we watched last week was a good episode. Yeah. And then we get to this one and it's just same old boring shit again. <laughs> so you get a good one and then a couple of bad ones. Then you get a good one and a couple of bad ones. Yeah. Well, how many Not ep- they're bad. They're just... Oh, they're really boring. Really slow. I would say it's bad. It's really a bad. Slow. It's bad. It's so, such a boring show. Yeah. You can understand why it was cut. Yeah. How many have we got left now? Well, we said... I don't know. What was that? Episode, what, seven we watched yeah. or something? Well, we said it would take us to episode 40 with one week in between to finish the lot. Plus the movie. And with 20, 32, 34, 35, 36, 37, 38, 39, 40. So we got, we must yeah, have. It was only 40 if we delayed the. the yeah, that's what I'm saying. So we've got six episodes in the movie. So what must have been episode, what, six we watched this week? Yeah. Uh, mm. Four? No, they're 12 episode seasons. Oh, are they? they? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, yeah, they're Pretty go. sure they're 12 episodes. Oh, uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, so we're nearly there, halfway through that season then, plus the movie. And then that's it, thank God. Move on. I had no idea what we can watch next. What? After Deadwood. Yeah. Mad Men. Oh, yeah, that's another one that's the same, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> we started it. We started it. We started that, <laughs> stopped it, started it, stopped it. But I remember actually really liking I it. Think, I, I think, think we just... Weren't you, weren't, you, weren't you still in high school? I was studying at the time. No, not when it started, when we started watching it. I was studying and there was a bunch of shows that we were watching at the time and just stopped watching. That and another one was um, 
the funeral though in the funeral part of that in the funeral part. No, nah, that's a bit earlier than that. I never oh, watched it? any of that. Once the uh, fucking six, six, feet six feet under. There's a few things around that Justified. time. Justified. Justified, I think, was about the There's same time one. as well. Uh, but I think I vaguely remember like doing homework while we were all watching Mad Men. So I, so you, I reckon you got really quite deep into the show, and I don't Not, remember any uh, of it. I'm pretty sure I did the full first season. Oh, there was more than that. You were, you were seasons deep. Um, I was. I reckon it was about. In the, I was reckon I was into the third season. Yeah, I reckon. I remember you watching it. I'm doing homework. I I remember started. I watched. I reckon I watched the full first season. Loved it, and then we just. I just. I had so much work to do at the time, mm. and I remember it being on, and I'm working away, and then I just wasn't paying attention. Yeah, and then we just stopped watching. But it. I, I I loved I loved loved it when I was watching it because mm. I love that period of period of time. Yeah, I think I'll like it. I don't think it'll be as much of a chore to get through it as Deadwood. I'm hoping it can be a bit. Draining. Yeah, maybe. But I like—I really like John Hamm. Yeah, but I like—I like all that. All that. You know, I was just sitting in um, an agency, because you know that's yeah. what I worked in and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it was good to see that and mm. see how it used to be done before. Yeah. Well, not long before I was yeah. in it, but yeah. Okay, that'll be the next one then. Mad yeah, Men. <laughs> I only thought of it. It's funny because I woke—I woke up a couple of days ago thinking, "Oh shit, we're going to do Mad yeah. Men." I don't know how long did that last six seasons or something. Oh, could have been more than it that. Went for ages, it was one of those shows that had like the. Um, remember after the writers' strike, a bunch of TV shows had like half seasons. Yeah, for years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. That became a thing, and I think people got pissed off with it after a while. Um, but because of that writer's strike, a bunch of shows got cut halfway through their season and then had to return for the second half of that season. But it just stuck around. It became like a, you've searched the wrong thing again. God, Mad just... Men, two words. <laughs> <laughs> it, would, it gives it away when there's no picture there and no cast. But the stupid thing is that that, that one that I pulled up yeah. was the same year as that. Yeah, well, yeah, but pulled it up because you typed it as one word. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's better. Eight six. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. I reckon that and can it, be the next. <coughs> How many seasons? Let's have a look. Oh yeah, yeah. Because this did. Uh, as I was saying, after that writers' strike, you got to go back again. God. You've gone. What are you doing? Jeez. <laughs> Fucking hell. I'm having a shocker. Scroll down. Scroll Episode down. Guide. There you go. Anyway. So half seven seasons, seven, and that yeah. was a half. That had two halves that season. Uh, so yeah, as I was saying, after the writers' strike, they all the shows got cut in half, and then it returned for like season three, part two, and then it just became like a standard thing that they yeah. did for years. And they were selling them they, on, yeah. on DVD and Blu-ray as half seasons. Season one or season five, part one, and then you get season five, part two a year later. I don't know if we bought any like that. I think we yeah we did. Uh, um, there might have been one season. No, definitely. Definitely Mad Men, because I remember the seventh season being a two-part thing, and that came out as two sets. Oh, did it? Um, Entourage as well. They did from like season four onward. Almost every season was season one, season part one and two, and then of course, like two years later, they'd bring out the complete set. Yeah, complete season. Anyway, uh, that could be a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Just woke up the other morning and for some reason thought Mad Men. I thought, Mm. oh, well, maybe that can be the next one. Wow. There you go. We got our intro done. Intro That'll take forever to get through. How many episodes? I reckon we'll get more than one done in a night on that, though. Yeah, it's it's pretty easy to watch. Um, how many episodes are there? 
How long is that? Is that a 45-minute show? Something like that, yeah. Man, it's just uh, under the... 92, 92 episodes. Yeah, how many... How long is that? 47 minutes. So they're short. Yeah. They're ne- I think it's a network show as opposed to a... Like a cable... Or was it Showtime? I don't know. Anyway, it's better... That's easier than the 60-minute fucking Deadwood episodes. That's the killer. <sighs> and trying to get more than one of them done in a night, let alone in, in a week, is work. hard. Anyway, 42 minutes in, and we got through our... Intro and our what we've watched. Woohoo! Tim will be happy. Tim will be happy. Mate, no, Tim Jack- won't be happy. Tim loves oh, the... Tim, yeah, it's Jackson that hates it, doesn't it? Tim loves the rambling. I reckon Tim should just lean over and just give a fuck reach across the desk and give yeah. Jackson a smack on the head for that. Yeah, I agree. Do it, Tim. Do it. Yep. Thanks. Wake him up. Thank you, Tim. Um, well, we do got to talk about one other movie, though, that we did see last week. This has just come out. Um, it's available to go and see in cinemas now if you're... Actually, I think it's in cinemas anywhere other than places where cinemas are closed. It's in cinemas here in Australia. It's in cinemas in the US. It's also on HBO Max in the US. It's called Those Who Wish Me Dead. Mm. This one stars Angelina Jolie. It also stars John Bernthal. It also stars... Uh, Aiden Nick, Gillen. Aiden Gillen, who's great. Nicholas Holt. Nicholas Holt, that's what I'm thinking of. And a slew of other great people. Tyler Perry. Yeah, briefly. Yeah, for a bit. He's in one scene. About a minute and a half. No spoilers. Well, maybe not really. Like a big spoiler, but he's in it for like a minute. Mm. <laughs> uh, and he's in the trailer. That's, I watched the trailer <laughs> the other day. He's yeah. in the trailer. Tyler yeah. Perry. Yes, he's in like one scene. Yep. What a joke. Um. Yeah, so I really love it. This is written by written and directed by Taylor Sheridan who uh, did um, Wind River, which was that incredible film with um, Elizabeth Olsen and Jeremy Renner. Remember within the ice? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She's yeah. like, they're cops. She's a cop. Is he a cop? They're both cops. He's a, he's a is, he, is he FBI or something? Something like that. And she, maybe and they're, she's they're hunting, FBI. Hunting down maybe he's the local cop. Yeah, I don't even know if he is a cop, but then they bring the FBI was in. Was he a tracker, maybe? Yeah, something like that. He I don't know. And then Elizabeth Olsen is the cop. Yeah. Um, that's such a – oh, so good. Yeah, um, yeah. Taylor Sheridan also did uh, Yellowstone. He's the, one, of the co- one of the co-creators of Yellowstone and I believe has written most of it and has directed a few episodes too. So I really like his stuff. He wrote Sicario as well. Yeah. He's incredible. He's become one of my favourites. Of the last, like the last year or so, he's rapidly become one of my favourites. Mm. It was really enjoyable. I loved this movie. And this is the one with the, the, the kid in it too. Yeah. <laughs> the other one with the kid in it. Now we try and talk really, about... That's the Aussie kid. Yeah, he is the Aussie kid. Yeah. Um, this He was brilliant in it. So good. He's very good. Yeah, he's, he's, got, he's got a huge future, I think. Absolutely. He outshone everyone in this film. Yeah, he, very, he very was good. Brilliant. Uh, even, like Angelina is fantastic in this. Yeah, I'm not a huge Angelina fan, but yeah. that was that was really it's very good. good. She doesn't do a lot of really good movies. I don't know how many movies I've seen of hers that I can say is. I don't even know if I've seen good. Tomb Raider. I think you've seen Tomb Raider at least. Maybe I don't know. Don't yeah, know. You've, I'm sure you've seen the Tomb Raiders. They're not very memorable. Mm. Um, Mr. and Mrs. Mr. Smith. Mr. Mrs. Smith was quite good. The one with Brad Pitt. Mm. Maleficent, I like. Yeah. Um, not your kind of thing. Um, I can't even really think of anything else. I've oh, gone in 60 seconds. She's in. Oh, yeah. She's your favourite. Yeah, one of my She's favorites. good. She's good. Um, but she's fantastic in this. I think this is probably her best 
her best role, her best performance. Mm. Um, I really like Nicholas Holt in this as a bad guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's got a real sinister yeah. streak about him. Yeah, I liked it. I don't yeah. know if I've ever really seen him in a role like this. So good. But this has been getting mixed reaction. What's the rating on this? Now that it's it is open. Sixth, only a sixth Yeah. Time. I don't know what the Rotten Tomatoes is either. Check that out. Because I know this was had really mixed reactions. They The original embargo date was like the 11th, and then they pushed it to the 13th, which is day of release. And that's always quite a bad sign if a studio pushes the embargo date to day of release, because that usually means it's had a bad reception and they want to squash that bad reception for as long as they can. Mm. So they release all the reviews on morning of release. Um, I really loved it. I've heard from a couple of people who really loved it, and then there are people who are like, it's, it's average. I thought it was great. It's like a real 90s kind of thing. You had it up. You had it up. Oh, no, 16. this is the Rotten Tomatoes search engine. is so crap. Yeah, it's bad. 60%. So that's oh, 66. So 66. It's, uh, it's a fresh. It's on, a, it's on a, like a fairly decent. So that's about the same as IMDb. Yeah. I really liked it. I thought it was great. It's like a throwback to like those 90s thrillers. Mm. So this kid is like he witnesses the murder while his father gets murdered by mobsters and then he goes on the run and she has to. she's a survival expert. A firefighter. He's a firefighter and yeah. survival expert. Yeah. And... Um, she has to save him and try and get him back to town to safety. Meanwhile, the killers who killed his father are after them. Are after after him. Yeah, after, after the, kid, the kid to kill the kid. Yeah. Um, and then there's a big bushfire, or what would they call it? a forest fire? As yeah. they call it in America, and that's closing in on everyone. Yeah. Uh, so they have. And it was to, the two, It was Nicholas Holt that started the fire. That's a spoiler, though. Oh well. That's why I didn't want to say it. Oh, okay. Doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> it's not really that much of a spoiler. No. They light the fire to kill the kid. Um anyway, the, the fire the fire yeah, the fire's closing on everyone. That happens within the first like fifteen minutes of the film. Yeah. Um but yeah, that's very good. I loved it. I thought it was very yeah, good. I enjoyed so it. my kind of movie. I did, I did enjoy it. Where you got you got the cops, you got the you got the uh the cop is John Burnthal is the cop so good. Um you've got the kill like the the killers yep. and they're on the run. It's thrillers, some drama, some great action shit, explosions, mm. like cop like gritty cop drama from the nineties. Fucking love that kind of shit. Yeah, it was good. I love it. I really liked it. And the other what was the other guy's name? The other Aiden Gillen. Was it Aiden Gillen? The, He's the other, the other gangster? bad guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's so good too. Yeah, he was good. He's amazing. Anyway, so that's a really the whole cast is but fantastic. Yeah, Nicholas, Nicholas Holt is the is the as the main antagonist. Yeah, so good, man. He was good. Yeah. Anyway, check this one out. I did a full review of this um, on my YouTube channel. You can yep. go and check that one out if you like. Um, but otherwise, I, I highly recommend it. I thought it was very good. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. Um, another thing we did this week, we checked out the Disney exhibition over at the ACME, the Australian Centre for the Moving Image. Yep. Here in Melbourne. Um, yep. at Federation Square. I love this place. I've said it over and over again. I've seen uh, like 10 exhibitions there in my life. Um, Little. Yeah, but they only do they only do like one a they year. Like one sure. major one every year, and then some years you don't that go. last for six months. Or yeah. Um, Tim Burton. Mm-hmm. Martin Scorsese. Um, uh, Stanley Kubrick. That was like the first big one. We got kicked That's out right. of that for yeah, taking yeah. pictures. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then... Um, 
they did a Disney one ten years ago. They've done Ardman. They've done DreamWorks. The Ardman one I really like. Ardman was Ardman's their most their big the biggest one they've ever done. Yeah, more people went to that than any of these other ones. I was so shocked to find that out. Did you yeah. even got information on your book yet? Have you? No, I was wondering about that actually. I th- it'll be fine. She said it'll go out in a couple of days. So okay, I ordered a book at the store. The Ardman, the Ardman book, because That's what you because me. Yeah. yeah, because every time I go to one of these, I buy the the guide, the exhibition guide, and for yep. some reason I didn't buy the Ardman one. So I went in there; they still had copies of it, but she said it was in a place it was a bit difficult to get. So I ordered one, and they're going to send it. I don't think I'll find it. I, I think it'll just rock up on the doorstep. Okay, but that was like what Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. Yeah, it'll take it. She said it'll take a few days to send out. Yeah, it'll get here. It'll get here. And this current one, they're not doing a book, are they? No, not doing a book for this Disney one because, um, uh, oh, because they, they because of the pandemic, they wanted to do one. She said they'd like started to work on one, and mm. they or they had planned to do one, and the, I think the lead times for the printing of the books because all the printing presses are all just completely yeah, all the backed up at the moment. Um, so they wouldn't have been ready in time, sadly. Mm. So uh, yeah, but it was a really fantastic exhibition. It's um, called uh, the Ma- the Magic of Disney Animation. I always go to say the Art of Disney Animation, but it's the Magic of Disney Animation. It's got five hundred pieces of artwork, and it's been procured from the sixty five million piece archive collection at Disney. Jesus. Crazy! I was complete. How did I pick five hundred pieces out of that. Well, a couple of pieces, I think were in this one, were in the last one. So I wonder if they have like a section of stuff where they're like, oh, this is the stuff we tour. Yeah. Or we put in exhibitions probably, yeah. I think so. Um, But there's great stuff. It's like artwork, concept art, original original sketches from Steamboat Willie, like like almost 100-year-old piece of art, 92-year-old piece of art, but still. Um, Like the original Ub Iwerks drawings. Um, Ub? Ub. I was. <laughs> uh, I don't know where that come Ooh. from. Um, yeah, well, the, it goes from Mickey Mouse to Raya and the Last Dragons, the first exhibition anywhere in the world to have artwork from Raya. Um, so there's like sketches, concept art. There's uh, maquettes, like uh, like uh, what do you call them? Um, uh, the sculpt the sculptors, um, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's so really good. Go and check it out. And there's a section for almost every movie. A few movies get brushed over a little bit. Uh, particularly ones from like the Dark Age of Disney animation, mm. it kind of jumps from the Jungle Book to the Little Mermaid, so it skips everything in between. Like, like um, what's it called? Like Fox and the Hound and uh, Robin Hood and yeah, all those and the Black Cauldron, all those kind of movies, and then and the Rescuers, and goes straight to the Little Mermaid. But it's the stuff people want to see anyway. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's fine, and you can't get everything in there. But it's good. It's good to see some of those um, mm. sketches and stuff. Yeah. And, and you just realise how good these people were as, yeah. as artists. Yeah, yeah. And 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 some of the some of the you know the matte paintings and stuff. Mm. And you look at look at some of those, and they're all hand painted. Yeah. And just the the, the intricate brushwork. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was just mind boggling. Crazy. Well, again, you got to remember these people were like classically trained artists who were d- well, like exactly inventing right. the medium of, of animation. Yeah. Um, so a lot of the like the Sleeping Beauty artwork, they hired this guy to come in called Ivan Durl, who was a Renaissance painter painting the Renaissance style, mm. and one of that style, uh, you know, brought into animation, and that's why that film is so visually so stunning because mm. you've got this guy who is actually you know Renaissance, you know, artist, art, artist crazy stuff. Oh. Um, so there's a lot of work from Sleeping Beauty there, which I think oh, just I, I thought was amazing. I think it's like the most visually gorgeous of the Disney films. 
Um, and the like work, like character work by Mark Davis, who did all the, like the female characters, like mm-hmm. um, uh, Maleficent. So he had like the original Maleficent draw. It's just so good. Yeah. Fantasia. I was like, ah. Oh. The Fantasia stuff was Fantasia beautiful, stuff, wasn't it? Oh, just like the paintings yeah. and stuff, all the concept paintings. Amazing. So what year was that? That was. 1940, oh, 1940, 1941. I think it came out. Mm. It's one of those weird wow. ones where it, it premiered one year, but then actually came out uh, the next. Yeah, 1940. But I think, yeah, it released in 41, but the premiere was 1940. Right. It's one of those weird ones. Yeah, so it didn't come out until late 41, but the premiere was like late 40. Mm. A few movies like that. Anyway. Um, yeah, but that, that's, that was beautiful. So stuff. good, that yeah. was beautiful. And then, of course, there's the modern stuff too. You've got the digital <clears throat> artwork where they've printed up huge, like Big Hero 6 and Frozen. yeah, yeah. Um, Moana, Raya, um, and that's all all been printed up, and that's just looks stunning. The, the, the Moana stuff, wow! Yeah, that that was it. Was it Moana? They had that large color palette. Oh no, that was Pocahontas. Pocahontas. Yeah. Oh, that was beautiful. so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had like a, like a colorway sort of like a like a color board like storyboard thing for Pocahontas. Stunning, amazing. Mm. Um, and that little that little room they had. Oh, yeah, like a colour room. Yeah. They had the TV playing and then there's like all these lights that correspond with the lights and the TV. There's like a big mirror in there and that's crazy. Really yeah, good. so the background would light up the same colour as yeah. what was on the screen and stuff yeah. as it happened. It fantastic. So there's a bit of it's some interactive stuff. With yeah. It. So if you're in Melbourne, if you're in Australia, come and check it out. Yeah. Yeah, if you can get here safely. Well, as long as you don't have fucking COVID. Yeah, exactly right. If you've got COVID, stay, <laughs> stay out of here. Yeah. <laughs> But it's good. And they planned this during the pandemic. So, like, they were lucky. Well, they had, they had time in their hands. Exactly right. Uh, but it has been um, – it's <clears> been um, – uh, what's the word? I was going to say procured. That's not the word I'm looking for. Um, um, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, curated. Curated, that's the word. Yeah, it's been curated by the team at Disney Archives over in the States. Right. So, uh, is, it, is it the first place that this exhibition has... I don't think so. I have a feeling it's a variant of one that's been around. Right. There's one apparently in Tokyo, and I think it might be the same one. Right. Maybe has a different name. Sometimes they travel with different names, but it's the same exhibit. Right. But this is the okay. first one that has the Raya artwork added into it. Oh, okay. So, yeah, very good. Mm. I thought it was great. So come to, it's open until October, I think. It's open now. Um, it's open until like late October, 17th or something of October. Mm. Yeah, um, so if, you, yeah, if anyone comes to come to Melbourne, make a point of going and have a look. It's only like $25 for an adult. It's pretty cheap. I'll be going back. Uh, we got the th- I should say thank you to the amazing team over at Disney for getting me into a preview of it, which was awesome. I was able to film and stuff, take pictures. So I've got a little video up on YouTube as well. Yeah. If you want to go and check that out, there's a little video, like a nine-minute video I did just sort of mm. gives you an idea of a preview tour thing of it. Yeah, it's yeah good. check it out, man. And if Have a look at it. And if you're overseas, uh, just check out my video. You'll get a good idea of what's there. Hey, you want to play um, a game of shite or all right? Yeah, why not? Oh, hang on. We're going to play. Oh, fuck Hey. Let's start that again. Say again. Hey, you want to play hang a round? Ra- go again. Hey. <laughs> You want to play a round of shite or all right? All right, all right, all right. Why not? Let's do it. Okay. All right, so, so shite. Oh, no, you go on. Go no, on. no, what are you going to say? No, I was going to say you. Oh, yeah, okay. So shite or all right, if you haven't been listening, if this is like your first episode, 
Shine All Around is this brilliant game that we play. <laughs> we think it's brilliant. No, no, it's brilliant. Anything <laughs> <laughs> on this fucking show is brilliant. Is it, well, yeah, true. It's this game that we play. Um, now, IMDb, whenever you've got the listing for IMDb, every listing has its own unique catalogue uh, catalog number. number, which comes at the end of the URL. It's like seven numbers, and it's sort of like generated by the order of the title. Was Anyway, there's a catalogue number. Yeah, every title. So we go in and we make up a random catalog number and we pull up a couple of just random movies. Usually, because there's so many movies out there, usually you're going to pull up something that's really fucking obscure. Yep. Okay. So what we have to do is we have to read each other. We take two. We take it in turns. We'll do two rounds each, where we read each other the synopsis for this film, and we have to guess whether we think the movie is shite or. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. Now, we judge this based on um, the rating on IMDb. We have always figured that movies with less than a five star is usually going to be a pretty trashy film. Anything over a, um, anything over a six is, is usually quite good. So Is what well, is watchable. Is watchable. Yeah. So anything below six we think twice about buying. Yeah. So um, anything from zero to five point nine is shite. Anything that is six and up. All right, all right, all right. And we just got to see. Now we're not allowed to read character names, we're not allowed to read actors. Yep. Well, character names sometimes you can get away with if it's generic. Yeah. And sometimes you just accidentally read John but, Smith. Yeah. But no no, <laughs> car- no actors, uh, no year, any of that stuff, just the plot. Um, we can have one assist in one round. We don't usually take the, take it up, but we can take an assist, which is where we ask who's in the yep. film. But you only get that once a, 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 a game. Anyway, okay, so who's going first? Um, I think I went first last time. I think you did, so I'll go first here. Yep. All righty. So I'll pull up my two. Um, okay, firstly, here we go. <clears throat> in a post-apocalyptic world, <clears throat> pardon me, in a post-apocalyptic world, she aids two brothers' quest to rescue their kidnapped sister. Along the way, they battle weird creatures before standing against the odds to defeat the evil Norks. <laughs> oh god! Um, it's a post-apocalyptic film. Yeah, post-apocalyptic world, which I can quite enjoy. Mm-hmm. She aids two brothers' quest to rescue their kidnapped sister. Along the way, they battle weird creatures before standing against the odds to defeat the evil Norks. No, it's going to be shite. You reckon? I reckon that's shite. They're locking it in. Locking in shite. Uh... Hey. Yeah, it's a shite. It's a. Uh, it's called. Pardon me, it's called She. So I accidentally read the title of the film in there. I didn't. Well, in a post-apocalyptic world, She aids two brothers. So the character's name's yeah. obviously She. Yeah. Um, and the film's called She. It's made in 1984, uh, and it's got a 4.8. That's uh, shite. It's definitely a shite. It's, that is shite. I don't even know who these people are. Sandal Bergman, David Goss, Gordon Mitchell... David Brandon, don't know. Gregory Snegoff. It's like a, it's no like no idea. It's like one of those nine, mid nineteen eighties like weird um, fantasy <sighs> kind of post apocalyptic things that people love, like cult film. It's like a poster from bloody Thunderdome or something. Yeah, it's nice. What I mean, like Thunderdome, like Shira. Um, what's that? Arnie, Arnold Schwarzenegger, one Conan the oh. Barbarian. All that. It's, it looks like one of those kind of films. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, there you go. All right, you, you ready for your first one? Yes. Um, 
when when the when their ex when their ex husband say his name yeah I can say his name when their ex when their ex husband Raymond winds up murdered Carol and Sydney set out to find his killer and eventually decide to run the detective agency Raymond was left has left behind it's a real dark episode of. Everybody loves Raymond. <laughs> really? <laughs> um, so yeah. So when no. the, when when their ex husband Raymond winds mm. up murdered, Carol and Sydney set out to find his killer. Eventually, um, and eventually decide to run the detective agency Raymond has left them. It sounds like it could almost be like a comedy, like a farce. <sighs> Don't tell me. Um, I'm not going to. It sounds like it could be like a, a noir, like maybe a, a film noir that was made in like the 80s-ish, but it also does sound like, sound like it could be a bit of a farce, a bit of a comedy, a spoof. I'm going to say that I think it might be all right. I think it might be like something that's got like a six or something. Yeah, I'm going to so say it's all right. In? Yeah, locking all right. Drum roll. All right, hey. all right, all right. Awesome. It's called Partners in Crime. Oh. It's got a 6.3. Runs for one hour. One hour? <laughs> That's a short, probably. One hour, zero minutes, it says. It's not relevant anyway, the um, runtime. It's actually a TV series. Oh, so you've As read a TV out. episode. Uh, no, that's the synopsis for the series. Oh, the series. That's yeah. a, oh, right. Okay, that's all right. Um, oh. And it stars Linda Carter, Lonnie Anderson... Uh, What's it called? Oh, you said it, Partners in Crime. Partners yeah. in Crime, yeah. Oh, Linda Carter, right. And got a 6.3. Yeah. Uh, you always give me the runtime instead of the year. 84. Oh. So you're right. Yeah, you mid 80s. So it's like, it'll be like 80s. a neo noir sort of. Is it like a comedy? No, it's a, it's a crime ah, drama. It's just a crime drama. I, have, I think I've heard of it. I don't know, maybe. I feel like it's going to be sort of like a noir ish kind of. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Interesting. All right, well, I got one. Oh, David Carradine in it too. Oh. All right. Do you want another one? Yep. All righty. Okay. A woman is abused physically and mentally by her husband, a government employee, for over a decade. Finally, she finds the courage to get away from him, but the struggle isn't over yet. Forty films. Were I was going to say this sounds like something I watched recently. It's not it, but it sounds like it. Um, Woman is abused physically and mentally by her husband, a government employee, for over a decade. Finally, she finds the courage to get away from him, but the struggle isn't over. You, of course, do have a uh, assist that you can use if you'd like to know who's in it. Yeah, give me. Um, you have got in here. Uh, the lead actress in this is. Lindsay Wagner, oh, who was yep. the bionic woman. Yep. Uh, you've got Michael Nuri. I know the name that no I can't. One. Let me look. Let me look. Yeah. Oh, no yeah, idea. you do. You do know him. You do know him. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'll let you see a picture of the guy. Oh yeah, I know yeah, who it is. So yeah. you know him. Yep. He's just in stuff. Um, it's also got uh, Georgian Johnson, who don't really recognise. So anyway, there you go. Um, that sounds all right to me. Sounds all right. It sounds like a bit you of lock a it in crime drama sort of thing. Yeah, lock that in. Uh, 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 piece of shite. Well, only just. 
It's got a 5.8. It's a television movie, of course, with Lindsay Wagner in it. Well, I watched a Lindsay Wagner TV movie recently because they put one out, Imprint brought one out on Blu-ray. Yeah, which um, the two two worlds of Jenny Logan. I talked about it on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. It's pretty Mm. average. It was all right. Yeah, TV movie. um, It's called Shattered Dreams. It was released in 1990. I was going to say this sounds really very much like uh, the Julia Roberts movie I watched recently. Um, um, I can't even remember the name of it now, but I watched it a few weeks ago. Mm. Julia Roberts, she's like an abusive relationship and oh, then escapes yeah, and it young. comes after him. Yeah, she she's young. very young. Yeah, um, oh, no. I can't remember the name Something of it. Enemy or Sleeping with the Enemy. Yep. Yeah, it sounds very similar. Anyway, there you go. Your next one? Yep. Um, is this the one that's been sent in? No, this is not the one that's sent in. This is, that'll be, I'll give you that Oh, so you're going to give me three today? Well, I'll give you my second one, then you can have the... Oh, I thought we were just going to... sent in. All right. Um, <laughs> here we go. It mm. is a stray cat yep. is the linking element of three tales of suspense and horror. Oh, a stray cat. <laughs> what, a, what a... A stray cat is a stray linking... stray cat is the linking element of three tales of suspense and horror. Ooh. Give me... Um, have I asked you for an assist yet? I no, don't you think haven't. I have. I'll, I'll take my assist, please. So you want the... The actors. Actors. actors in it, Drew yeah. Barrymore. Oh. James Woods. Oh, I know it. And Alan King. I know it. It's called Cat's Eye. Yes. Yeah, it's, a St- it. it's Stephen King. It's a Stephen King yes. film. Stephen King. Um, but I don't know if it's shy to a ride. I feel like it's like a cult film that probably has a crappy rating, but people love because it's a cult film. Or it could be like a six. Um, shit. It did come out on Blu-ray a while ago, and I didn't pick it up, and it's gone out of print now. Um, if anyone knows where I can get it. Well, I don't I'm, might not when I find out the rating. <laughs> so there's probably a reason I didn't buy it. I'm going to say shite. So you're looking in shite? Yeah, I think it's probably like a good like cult film, but it's probably got a shite rating, yeah. All right, oh, all right, no. all right. 6.3. Oh, there you go. Goes through hour 34. Oh. Comedy horror. Comedy horror. She's very young. Is be. she young in that? What's well, the... she'd have to be. It was 85. Yeah, she did like a few of those like horror kind of films so she when 20, she was a kid. About 20 or... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. I'm disappointed I didn't pick that one up now. Yeah. If anyone knows where I can get it. I'm sure like Madman or Umbrella or someone released that. Maybe Shock brought that one out a few years ago and I missed it. I didn't get to pick it up. Mm. Oh, okay, so now you've had... Um, if anyone else wants to do this, yeah. this would be a bit of fun. Um, we've had somebody send in... Because we've, we've asked on the when we started doing the yeah. Shadow Right, we said if anybody wants to get on and find a film... Just send us the catalogue number and yeah. we'll and we'll use it. We'll read it on. on the show. So we've had one sent in by Anthony Fisher. Yeah, wonderful Anthony. Okay. Now He's been watching, listening, etc. for a long time. Yeah. Okay, so do you want the synopsis? Yeah, go for it. Story about a rapid deployment defence unit that is called into action whenever freedom is threatened. Is that it? Uh, no. Oh. Uh, <laughs> will I use a character's name? Yeah, I'll just say Ace. Okay, I'll call Ace. him Ace. Right. Ace is the leader of mega f- of a mega force elite group of American soldiers who travel the world to, world to fight evil. 
In this case, evil is represented by a third-rate dictator who they must blow to bits. What the hell is this? <laughs> Jeez, Anthony, what have you done to me? That's a good one, Anthony. That well is done, a very mate. good one. Oh, shit. So, yeah, story about a rapid deployment defence unit that is called into action whenever freedom is threatened. Ace is the leader of a of a mega force elite group of American soldiers who travel the world to fight evil. In this case, evil is represented by a third rate dictator who they must blow to bits. Jeez, no idea, man. Well, I heard Ace. I thought, oh, small soldiers, because I think he was Ace. Oh, oh no, right, Chip, okay. Chip, maybe. I can't remember. I've been years since I've and seen it's not small Ace soldiers. No, no. <laughs> oh shit! It sounds like it's either going to be like a cult. Sort of like eighties, like shoot 'em up kind of thing, or it's going to be like one of those mockbuster films, one of those more recent, like mm-hmm. where it's just over the top, really shitty, low budget, crappy, like they done ones like Third Reich werewolves or yeah, shit yeah. like that. <sighs> Could be that. <laughs> <laughs> no. um, oh, I don't know. I'm going to say it's shite. So you're looking in yeah, shite. Yeah, I'm not looking shite. Has to be. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> what is it? It's called Megaforce. Megaforce. All right. Yeah. Um, and it has in it uh, Barry Bostwick. Oh, another name. Barry, Barry, I think he was in, um, was he Brad in um, uh, Rocky Horror? I oh, think, maybe, yeah. I think he was Brad in Rocky Horror. Right. Uh, yeah, he was. And he was in Spy Hard as well. Oh, right. Um. And a couple of other actors you, you would know, Michael yeah. Beck and... Yeah. 82. Yeah, so like an 80s yep. shitty. And rating was 3.7. Fucking hell. Let me see a picture of this shit. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's like a mid-80s. <laughs> like, fucking yeah. shit, yeah. Yeah, that's mega exactly, force. That's exactly what I was picturing. I want to see that. That's a good one, Anthony. <laughs> that is very good, Anthony. That's awesome. If anyone has a shite or right, send it in. Literally, just go to IMDb and just make up a random... Number, or if you know just a fucking random movie, just send us in the URL. But you got to, you got to, you can't type it into the search function in on on. No, you got to actually, no, you actually got to do it. You actually got to like just make up a random URL up the top in the browser, or just if you know a really shitty movie that you think, or a really 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 good one, or one that's on the, it doesn't matter what. Any, just a movie that you think will be maybe just put us to the. But the most obscure, the better. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, send them in. Send them to me in the email or Twitter or fucking wherever you want to get me. Yeah. Um, just do it. I think it's fun when we get and some we'll, interaction. Uh, yeah, and we'll get a, give you a shout out and, and yeah, use it on the pod. Exactly right. Now I was going to give you. Good. I was going to give you another one to even it out because eventually I keep saying this every week. Eventually I'll try and like do like a tally board of who's whatever. But next time someone sends one in, I'll give I'll give that to you. Right, so okay. evens it out. Yep. Yep. Because I was just trying to find one, and sometimes it's a bit difficult. Oh, yeah. Sometimes it takes a few hits to you find one. Yeah. Um, talking about, like, um, that was fun. So thanks, thanks for thanks, thanks again, Anthony. Thanks, Anthony. And thanks, everybody, for listening to another episode of Shite or All Right. All right, all right, all right. Fantastic. Um, now, we, I did say we do like um, we like a little bit of interaction. interaction. We now, love a bit of interaction. Yeah. In fact, we have to do, we'll have to do a pod one day where we invite a few of the... Yeah, the patrons. We've been talking about I've been that. Talking about it for we're ages. To, we're I'm to sorry, it. patrons. We'll I do it soon. We'll I always say I'm going to do things and then I don't do it, but I'm always th- I'm thinking about doing yeah. it. It's just a matter of doing it, getting it done. Yeah. Um, 
we had a lot, quite a bit of interaction this week uh, where people kind of weighed in. We had a, like a little bit of a debate last week on a couple of things um, and people weighed in, uh, whether it be on Instagram or Twitter or sent me emails or comments or whatever. It was a good topic. It was a good topic. We were talking about um, what we should consider classic cinema because it came to my attention recently that um, we are as far from the 1980s as the 1980s were from the 1940s. Yep. So essentially it's been 40 years since 1980. Um, which really opens up this new can of worms about how people perceive cinema and what's considered classic cinema. So, like, for me, I could say Die Hard is a classic. It's a classic film, yep. but I wouldn't consider it classic cinema. I don't no. think it belongs in the, like that umbrella of classic cinema. Mm-hmm. Again, just semantics, and I think it's still confusing a few people. Yeah, for <laughs> um, sure. But... I can consider a movie classic. Oh, it's a classic film, but it's not a it's not classic cinema. Yeah. Anyway, I kind of asked. I said I'd like to hear from people, like particularly younger people. I mean, even people that are maybe like ten years younger than me, like in their early twenties, yep. how they perceive movies. Because I'm hearing some people are like I would consider movies from the eighties, nineties, maybe even early two thousands as classic cinema. So I was just kind of like, I want to know what people think about this, and I had quite a few people weigh in actually. Uh, I've got Bobby Walsh wrote in. He said, I'm an O2 kid and I consider 80s movies classics, but not really 90s and definitely not early 2000s. Yeah. Yep. Uh, John the Movie Dude says, I would look at the golden age of cinema to maybe the very early 70s as classic cinema, which is kind of what I was saying last week. The 80s, 90s and 2000s are separate things. They each have their own little quirks that make them special and different from each other. And this is coming from a kid born in the early 2000s. Mm. Fair enough. Mr. Yeah. Rap Stevens says, I mean, I look at more recent movies like The Dark Knight and would call that a classic, so I reckon you can call 80s movies classic cinema if the film's good enough in your eyes. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, the one I'd that like, do- to know, like to know what, uh, when he was born. Yeah, yeah that'd be interesting. Um, the one that doesn't count. Now, this is huge. This is a massive thing. That's the user's. The yeah, the one. Yeah, the username <laughs> is the one that doesn't count. <laughs> it does count. All the opinions count. Um, he says, uh, or she says, when it comes to cataloging films into eras, I look less to the actors in the films, which of course is still a, a perfectly valid way to look at this, but to look more at the technological advances. So, so this is kind of like what we were saying last yeah, week that right. we kind of bunched them by like, oh, Paul Newman's still at the heart of his game in the in the seventies. We could still consider that classic cinema. Yeah. Um, because but, of because of. Him. Because of he him. Was and but then I kind of considered this week, Robert Redford is still acting and still doing really good stuff. So <laughs> that kind of almost throws that out a little bit maybe. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so he uh, he or she says... Um, so they, maybe it's just a combination there. Yeah, well, because then we did also talk about the technological aspects of yeah, it Yeah, that's right. If you yeah. want to hear it, we fucking went on for like 30 minutes. So yeah, that's right. You can check it out on last week's pod. Um, but you, we're throwing it over to the people at the moment. So anyway, uh, the one that doesn't count, which does count, says <laughs> um, I would categorise them as vintage as the birth of cinema to the early 60s when colour films became dominant, classic as the early 60s to 77, and modern classics as 77 to 99, and then modern is 99 to now. Uh, he says vintages, <coughs> vintages, black and white. Film was king. Uh, there's something about that era of cinema when there wasn't much color that just feels so its own. And I feel that once you start and add color in with these older films, it becomes a bit much for them to be considered basically the same. Yep, that's fair enough. Very valid. Um, 
I chose to split the classic era in two. As much as I feel you could lump some, as much as I feel you could lump something like a Butch Cassidy with something like Back to the Future without there being much of a disconnect. But to ignore the complete and utter groundbreaking moment that is Star Wars, especially when I'm looking at these eras in terms of technological advancement, I feel it would be a mistake. So I made the choice to split the classics into pure classics and modern classics with Star Wars marking the change. And then he says modern cinema is designated by the release of The Phantom Menace, uh, which ushered in the modern age of visual effects. Um, mm. And he says he thinks that's what sets modern films apart from something like Die Hard, like 80s and 90s films, I suppose. Um, he says, at the end of the day, these are just the ramblings of an overtired 16-year-old <laughs> at one in the morning. So make it that what wow. you will. Yeah. Uh, very, very good. Very well-written, uh, articulate answer there. Yeah. Uh, so thank you for that really one. I good way to look at it. That in. That was a really and good way to look at it. And nice to see some young film fans yeah, exactly. weighing in like this too. Yeah. I can. I see myself that, that at that age probably saying something yeah, like exactly that. Yeah, exactly right. And, knowing, um, and, and just knowing what Butch Cassidy is. And no, exactly right. That's great. Back to the future and stuff. So obviously got a good love of uh, film and cinema yeah. and stuff. But Board. no, that was a really good way to look at it, I think. Yeah, I um, think that's really good. And, um, and and using Star Wars as the... Yeah. Well, we kind of mentioned that last week, point, didn't yeah. we? We were like, no, the blockbuster, that age of the blockbuster really. Yeah. That's why I look at like the classics goes up to the late 70s because yeah. you've got Star Wars and yeah. all those movies coming Star Wars ushered, ushered in that whole new... Yeah. Whole new way of making yeah. films, and they it was so it was an incredibly ground, yeah. regardless of what you think of the film, yeah, yeah. it was an incredibly movie. groundbreaking film because yeah. of the way they had to make the film and yeah. what they had to create to be able to make the film. Yeah, um, Pulp Serial also wrote in, um, another long time listener and viewer of the channel. Yep, um, says this is how I break down the cinema timeline. Now, this is a guy that loves his classic stuff. He loves mm-hmm. his classic like serials right, and okay. all that kind of shit. Uh, so probably had discussions with him over this before. I have, yeah. Well, <laughs> sort of, yeah. I've talked to him about stuff like this quite a bit. Actually, I'm going to go on his podcast. I keep like I keep having to message him. Like, I'm so sorry. I've been so busy. We'll we'll, we'll get it organised soon. Yeah, exactly. but it will happen. And I've said it now in this podcast. So it's going to happen. Yep. Um, he does a couple of really great podcasts where he talks about classic movies and stuff. And I always love to support that stuff because there's not too many people out there who like to champion this stuff. Um. So anyway, uh, he says um he considers 1890s to the 60s as classic film era. Mm-hmm. Late 60s to 1980s as new Hollywood. Yeah, so that's when yep. you get the ushering in of that next wave, which is the yep. Paul Newmans and the yep. Robert Redfords and yep. Jane Fonda's, etc. 1980 to present day is the modern era. And I think this is probably the one that I would go with the most. Yeah. I feel. Yeah. I feel like I always lump like what he's saying here is the classic film era with new Hollywood. I always lump them into one. But it does make sense to break it up like that because you do have that classic, which is Bogarts and Bacalls and, yep. uh, you know, Boris Karloff and yep. all them, early cinema, Charlie Chaplin, and then the new Hollywood is Paul Newman's, et cetera. Mm. And then modern era, 1980s, where you got the, the, the Brat Pack coming in. Yeah. Pitt and Clooney and Roberts and all them. Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, yeah. the new Hollywood you could probably take further into the yeah. 80s maybe. Yeah, I probably, reckon. Probably 60s to 90s, yeah. I would think maybe. Yeah, because I still feel like Robert Red- – even though Robert Redford's still making movies now, I feel like that's like the height of their career where they're doing – Yeah. They're still at like that 80s where they're still doing yeah. really, really good movies. Yeah. Uh, Paul Newman and that, all that. Most of their stuff in the 60s and 70s. 60s, 70s. But then the 80s, they're still doing some really and good stuff. And then you've got like, you know, Clooney and Pitt and all those. They yeah. didn't really come in, you know – 
they weren't really big until yeah, what? To the 90s, late, not late, not mid, mid, early mid 90s, 90s. Early mid 90s. Early, yeah. So I'd, I'd probably stretch that. Well, well then you have people like you got to think about like Tom Cruise, um, Rob, um, what's his name? Schneider. Rob, not Rob <laughs> Schneider, no. <laughs> Rob, um, oh man, I read his book. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was um, on um, Ali McBeal. Um, was he on Ali McBeal? Yeah. The West Wing. West Wing. Rob. 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 Shit. <laughs> <laughs> No. Anyway, they have all started to come in in the 1980s, that that 80s period, because they were quite young. And uh, yeah, Matthew Broderick. Yeah, probably mid, mid-80s because things like um, um, Risky Business, probably yeah. like that was mid-80s. 80s, yeah, and Days of Thunder. And Top Gun and, and yeah. all that um, sort of stuff. So, yeah, pretty probably. And then, like, like your Ferris Bueller's and... It's just yeah, you could you could really lump cinema into the decades, really. Each decade yeah. is so. Well, each gener- it's a generational thing. Yeah, exactly. When you think about it. So again, at the end of the day, you're really just trying to slap a label on something. Mm. Rob, fucking hell, it's doing my head in now. I have to look. Yeah, that that bloody sex tape. Yeah, he did too. Didn't he? <laughs> oh my god, Rob, Rob Lowe, Rob Lowe. That's God. Yeah, How can we forget Rob, Rob Lowe. Lowe. There you go. Oh, I love him. I think he's great. Oh, awesome. I read his book. Read his book. It was very good. Anyway, so people weighed in on that. We were also talking about The Simpsons last week, and I said that I think there are more shit episodes well, than here, good ones. Well, yeah. Let's let's if you if you're looking at that, like what? when like the eighties and stuff, yeah, yeah. where Rob Lowe and yeah, all yeah, yeah. stuff. What about um, um, Robert Downey? Yeah, but that see that's that's that same wave. That's exactly the same wave of actor because they all came up together. Yeah, but, but, Rob Lowe, Robert Downey Jr. But then Tom he then Cruise. he faded out because of all these legal issues and stuff, and then he came back with Iron Man and stuff like that. So does he fit into two eras? Uh, I'd say it's about the same. But how many of these people kind of disappear and then come back? Yeah, but not as dramatically as that. There's not many. When you think about it, I don't know because he had a massive falling out. Yeah, I know. I don't know. And he owned it. He owns it. Yeah, exactly right. Um, yeah, but he did come up in because they all came through together in the like the Outsiders. That film, Francis Ford Copley had Robert Downey mm. Jr., Rob Lowe. You had Tom Cruise, River Phoenix, River Phoenix. All them were all coming in together as this group. They they were they the Brat Pack. Uh, I think they were, weren't they? Yeah, Pitt and no, see, not Brad Pitt and Clooney. That's no, a that separate thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have the Rat Pack, which is yeah. Uh, I think you're right. I think they were known as the Brat Pack. Rat Pack. I'm going to look it up because I know there is a name, Brat Pack. Um, yeah, the Brat Pack nickname given to a group of young generation Generation X actors who frequently appeared together. Um. Amelia Westervez, Anthony Michael Hall, Rob Lowe, Andrew McCarthy, Demi Moore, Judd Nelson, Molly Ringwald, Ali Sheedy, um, then you get you know, like Tom Cruise, all that uh, sort of came up together as well. Charlie Sheen, yeah. Um, so what was Clooney, Pitt, Pack? Because they had a name as well. Um, Rat Pack? No, I don't know. Modern day Rat Pack? No, maybe they didn't actually have a. Yeah, and then you got Ben Affleck and Damon and all them. All well, I think they through. might have been compared to the to the uh, to the Rat Pack because of Ocean's, Ocean's Eleven. Ocean's Eleven, that is probably it. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on from this because we banged on about it last week. Yep. The Simpsons, as I was saying, we mentioned last week. 
because um, I think there's now more shit episodes than good ones. Mm-hmm. I probably watched maybe 15 seasons of it, and there's 32. I even think I kind of maybe the first 10 were great, 11, 12 were okay, 13 is where it started to get really average. So I think there's more shit than good. So I pose the question, is The Simpsons a good show that went shit, which it was at one point, mm. because it was a great show that went shit, or but because now there's more shit episodes than good, does it now make the show a shit show that started really good? So I posed that last week, and we had a few people write in. Um, Mr. Rap Steven says, I really enjoyed it as a kid, but over the years just stopped watching it less and less. I bet it's still funny, but those early seasons were just really memorable and enjoyable. Dino Blue says, the first 10 seasons of classics, the wheels started to come off in season 11 and 12. Really watching new episodes now. K-Fig Customs. I stopped watching when the episodes started getting bad, so it's all good to me. Callum George, who's my mate from over in the UK, mm-hmm. uh, says, I can't watch a newer episode without feeling disappointed. <laughs> um, so really, really, this didn't really... No one really addressed the question. It was just an excuse to just rag on The Simpsons. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but we did have one. But it was a, well, I still think it was a brilliant show that went, that's gone bad because if it wasn't for The Simpsons, you wouldn't have I know, but throwing, American Dad. Throwing, the throwing away all, all that, like how groundbreaking and stuff it yeah, is. Yeah. You've got to pose the question. As looking at the series as a whole, there is more shit than good. Oh, yeah. So it just raises that interesting question. But anyway, Bobby Walsh wrote in. Now, Bobby wrote in for the last one as well. But he's right here, and he's actually addressed the question here, and I think in quite a good way. Yep. He says, I don't think it can be considered a bad show that was good because all the main talent left years ago. I don't consider The Simpsons to be the same show as it was in the golden era of the series. To me... If your show completely changes most things about it, you've got to take that away from the past because it's not the same. It's the same way I don't consider Chuck Jones's Tom and Jerry to be classic Tom and Jerry because without Joseph and William, Hanna-Barbera, it ain't comparable to the original, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So essentially you've got Tom and Jerry has broken down into a bunch of eras where different creatives took control of it. Hannah and Barbera were doing the original shorts and then they went, they stopped making them for a few years and Chuck Jones came in and did a bunch of shorts and then he stopped making them and, and then they went on to various other, Gene Deitch and various other animation houses. But they're all still considered part of that classic short series, even though they're all even just vastly different in writing style, animation style. They're all very different things. Mm. But they're still under that one umbrella of the classic Tom and Jerry shorts. Yep. So do we look at The Simpsons as a show that has the early years of The Simpsons is one series and then the later stuff is a completely different thing altogether? Oh, God. I don't hate you. Because if you look at The Flintstones, The Flintstones was on TV for Decades because they kept rebooting it as a different yeah. as a different thing. But they've never rebooted this. Yeah, but, but what I'm saying, right? You had each series of the Sims of the Flintstones shared that same continuity. Yeah. So it was like the one thing, but it was broken up into various series, spin-offs, mm. and the later years, all that, whatever. So do you look at even though the Simpsons was never rebooted? Do you, can you look at The Simpsons that way where you go, this is the early seasons, this is the original show, and then this is a new show, but they've kept it all under the same banner because it's just easier than rebooting or doing a new revival or anything. Because so many times over the season, they have revamped it. They've gone from cell animation to digital animation. They've gone from 4.3 to widescreen. They've changed writing teams, etc., uh, etc. Et 
particularly in these later years, you've got cast members moving out. People have died and they've retired characters. You have political controversies. Characters have been ushered out of the show. Um, it is a very different show at very different points. So yeah, can maybe. you break it up and go, this was one... This is one era, that's another era, that's another era. Yeah. yeah probably. And then almost look at each era as its own individual kind of spin-off, but it was just never... Never announced just, as a spin-off. It just continued. Or... So now what, what happens a lot with comics is you will have like the golden era run of like Superman, which yeah. goes from you like, like the 1930s... And then that goes up to the 60s or the 70s or whatever, and they stop the numbering. Let's say they might stop it at, like, issue 1000. And then they do a reboot of Superman. They do a, co- a completely new run of Superman comics. Start They start again from number one, and they go up to 100 or something. And then this is, like, 10 years down the line, they go, let's go back to the original numbering. So then they go back and they do comic number 1001 and then just continue on from there. So they've gone back to the original. Stupid but, but, right. So you've gone with the original numbering, which is inferring that it is part of part that of the original, original run. Yeah. When it's not, it's like a, a reboot of it. They've just yeah. gone back to the original numbering. So can you look at something like The Simpsons as Probably. as that? Yeah, I reckon. That's the way I like to look at and it. And how, how do you usher each each out? Is it by writing teams or is it by. Because well, all the voice actors really haven't changed. Voice actors are the same. And every time a voice actor has passed away, they retire the character. Yeah. Um. So like all of um, uh, like the Troy McClure. Ca- uh, what's it? Sorry, what's his name? Um. Oh shit! The guy that died, comedian. Uh, his wife shot him. Yeah. Um. How was I? Have I blanked on um, him? Oh God! I can't. Uh, why think of his why name. are we blanking on the easiest um, things today? Troy McClure. Um. Actor. Oh, shit, Phil Hartman. Phil Hartman, that's yeah. right. So Phil Hartman died, they retired all his characters. Um, we've had a few other uh, people who have died and they've retired their characters right, over okay. the years. But it's always a very distinct shift when they change a writing team. And you, and I, I, I mean, I noticed as well, when they when they went from 4.3 to 16.9, mm. mm-hmm. there was a definite change. Absolutely, there. yeah. Definite change in the style of mm. of the characters. Yeah. And yeah, they've dumbed down the characters over the years. The jokes aren't as funny anymore. It's just a complete. Well, they just use the same jokes. No, I don't even think it's that. I think it's just that it's just been dumbed down for a new audience, and they can't get away with what they got away with in the early shows. I think now. Yeah, oh, for sure. And it's just re—it's like this common political, the the, you know, politically, politically. The political landscape has, has just changed, changed and you can't you can't get away with stuff that you did in the late eighties, no, early nineties. Right. And I feel like um, I just feel like the show has been dumbed down. Like the, any of the newer shows I've watched is just the storyline is Homer being dumb. Yeah. Homer fall downstairs, funny. Yeah, exactly. Homer right. crash car, funny. Mm. Whereas the original series were smart and clever. Yeah. And even now I've gone back and I've been re-watching the early ones and someone who's older now, because I was a kid when I watched them over yeah, and over and over so again so much as a kid. adult humour in it. Yeah, but there's so much, yeah, the, the adult humour and the depth of the characters. I oh, watch Homer sure. Simpson now and yeah, I go, yeah. this guy is a fucking awful character. Like, this guy's an awful person. Yeah. He's a terrible father. Yep. He is rude. He's, He's a drunk. arrogant. He's- <laughs> and you, I would look at him now and I think, this guy is a fucking... This guy is like the worst. Yeah. Whereas a kid, I'm like, this is so funny. This guy's just a dumbass. Yeah. Right. Um, but I feel like, but there's this heart to the character. 
And he has a oh, love exactly for his right. family yeah, yeah, and yeah. he loves his kids and his wife and he'll do anything for them. He's just fucking – he's just rude and arrogant doesn't realise it. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of heart to the writing that they gave the character. But now it's like they've just attached to that Homer dumb, yeah. let's fucking laugh at him falling down the stairs or yeah. – and there's none of that really clever writing. It's just yeah. lowest common denominator. The show's so different. And there's, uh, that, that's probably a lot of that's probably forced on them because of the political landscape. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of things that change, but no. But I mean, like the last twenty years of The Simpsons has been like this. Has been dumb. Yeah. yeah. And even I was like probably fifteen, sixteen when I stopped watching it, and even then I started realizing this show's gone so dumb now. Mm. It's not funny. It just gets worse and worse. Yeah. Anyway, I think it's a good way to look at it. Yeah, you it kind is. of you can break it up into the eras. You've got different writing teams. You've got different. I don't uh, reckon talent. that's where it changes with writing teams. Well, are they, oh wait, that's exactly where it be. changed because season ten is where most of the original writers ushered out. Yeah, um, but then some of them came back for the movie, which was quite good. I liked the film, which was around season nineteen, mm. and then that led into season twenty, which was the first in widescreen or twenty one. Um, so yeah, there's always definitely there's always a definite change. Yeah, when yeah, you, yeah, for sure. I haven't watched them for years. I haven't seen new episodes. Who knows? Maybe it got good again. I doubt it. But it's still on. It's still on. People are watching it. People must enjoy it. But again, it's pretty co- lowest common denominator humor. Yeah. But even Family Guy's like that lowest common denominator. But if that's the point of the show, exactly right. Like Peter Griffin fall downstairs yeah. and. That can't get up for five minutes, yeah. and that's funny. But that's the show. That that's yeah, exactly. And it's always been. It's like always that. been like. It's that. always been like that. Yeah, and you can laugh at it because like this is just so stupid. Yeah, but The Simpsons was never the stupid show. It was always a very clever and mm. very heartfelt show. Anyway, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, so it's good. So thank you for everyone for weighing in and Bobby Walsh. I like the way you look at that. You got different eras, different. It's like they rebooted it, but they've kept it under that one umbrella. Just. Yeah. Because yep. it's probably a clever marketing thing, really. Oh, for sure. And there's no re- new reason to go, oh, new Simpsons. Simpsons reboot. No, no, there's no, no point. No. But yeah, I like so, that. But, but, and they haven't changed the numbering or anything on episodes. No, it's just it's continuous. Just, it's been a continuous show. Yeah. And I think maybe probably even part of that is like, oh, we're the longest running animated series in history. Yeah. Keep probably. it going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, whereas the Flintstones would completely outweigh that because of the different, various different shows they've mm. done. Well, maybe mm. not. Maybe not, but the Simpsons, the Flintstones went on for decades, but it was always reboot, reboot, yeah, yeah, yeah. reboot. And each reboot counts as a different show. Yep. Anyway, uh, we've got a little bit of news. We'll just quickly kind of brush over a little bit of stuff here. Um, we talked about um, a little while ago, Netflix bought um, not two Knives Out sequels from um, uh, Ryan Johnson, the director of yep. um, The Last Jedi and the director of Knives Out 1. Um, and Netflix has bought the two sequels for what has now been confirmed to be a record-breaking $470 million deal. Oh, now, they announced Jesus. when they first announced it, they said it's four, it's a $400 million deal, maybe like four hundred and fifty, but it's a $470 million deal, or $469 million deal. Um, and even at $400 million, this became the biggest ever single purchase, single biggest ever single picture acquisition in Hollywood history, not just streaming history, Hollywood history, biggest single picture acquisition ever. Shit. Uh, but now they're saying $470 million, so it completely blows it out. Um, so Ryan Johnson's written both sequels and he's ready to film. They're going to be shooting in Greece this summer. Um, throughout the week, they've been announcing new cast members. 
Like every day there's been like, oh, someone mm. new's been announced. Have we uh, seen the first one? Yes, we have. We spoke about this on the podcast mm. last time and you, you couldn't remember it oh. then. But we've definitely seen that. It's like that murder mystery in the like castle kind of thing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, sure, I you remember. remember? Yes, I do remember. Chris Evans. I do remember. Yeah. I mean, you got Daniel Craig. Yeah. Um, Chris Evans. Uh, Christopher Plummer. Yeah. Um, uh, 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 oh my God, I'm blanking on another name here. Um, the female. The female was in was in uh, in um, Halloween. Yeah, Jamie Lee yeah. Curtis. Yeah. Um, yeah, really great cast. So he's done a really. He's they're doing a new cast because it's a new mystery. Daniel Craig's back as Benoit Blanc, <laughs> um, which is gonna be fun because he was really fun in that. Um, and they've announced some new cast members. Uh, the first one to be announced was Dave Batista. Oh, awesome. Yeah, so it'll be quite <laughs> awesome good. He's already. always fun. Um, another one of your favourites, Ed Norton. He's not done a lot lately, has he? He's, I don't think he's ever really done a, not, a lot. If you look back over his, if you look over his um, filmography, you'll probably find there's big gaps everywhere. Probably. probably. He just doesn't do a lot. He's, very, he's one that's very picky with, um, with what he does. Uh, so Ed Norton's in it. Uh, you've got Janelle Monet is in it, who I really love. I think she is fantastic. You would recognise her. You might not re- you might not know her name, but you would recognise her. Uh, she is incredible. She was in. Um, I don't remember what I seen her in. She was in that one about the uh, the women at NASA during the space program. I can't remember what it's called, Hidden Figures or something like that. Yeah. Uh, she was amazing in that. Um, and we've also got Catherine Hahn in it Catherine as well. Hahn. Oh, Catherine Hahn. She's in WandaVision, Agatha, The Witch, like the lead villain from, you don't remember? She's in Step oh, Brothers. Oh, yeah, 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 yes, yes, I do know. Yeah, there you go. Yes, yes. So Catherine Hahn. Yeah, she's awesome. Yeah. So that's the that's the cast so far. And there's Janelle Monet. You'll know her if you see her. I don't think we've really seen her in a lot. Mm. You know her. She was in Hidden Figures. There you go. Uh, right, okay. She's good. Anyway, that's a decent cast, so I'm looking forward to seeing that um, because I enjoyed the first movie. I thought it was fun. I'm uh, looking forward to seeing two and three. Yeah. Okay. Decent cast round yep. and out there. Interesting. Yep. I did enjoy the first one. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, he's, um, he's been busy. Like he's, he's Ed, Ed Norton. Norton. But nothing, nothing really jumps out, you know. Yeah. He doesn't do big movies. He does just independent stuff. Mm, sausage Party. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Grand Budapest. Yeah. Anyway, decent cast right there. Now, they released a trailer for Venom 2. Let There Be Carnage. Yeah. Why would they? You loved the first one, not really. (laughs) (laughs) I just thought it was a piece of tripe. Yeah. Okay, this is interesting because a lot of people are like, yeah, the Venom trailer, man, yeah. Venom trailer, yeah. Mm. And then everyone else is like, that's fucking awful. Yeah. You want to have a look? Yeah, give me a look. Let's have a look. If it's anything like the first film, count me out. This, we'll talk about it. Here we go. Let's have a look. Welcome back, Eddie Brock. It's been a long time. Miss you so much. The chocolate delivery hasn't arrived yet. We had a deal. What's gonna happen? You gonna stop protecting me? I am happy to eat, Mrs. Chen! No, no, you cannot eat, Mrs. Chen. What? Nothing. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I 
That's awful. Really bad, isn't it? The, the, looks like they've tried to introduce a bit of humour into it. Yeah, I was going to say. But the humour is like watching, I don't know, humour from, say, Casper the Friendly Ghost or something like that. <laughs> you know what like I think just, it is? <clears throat> you know what I think oh it is? When they made the first movie, they tried to make like a real serious kind of movie. It just came off as just stupid, like crap, just really goofy mm. and just whatever. And it's almost like they've come back to it and gone, let's just embrace that. Let's just embrace the fact that the first one was unintentionally really goofy and just really shitty, and let's just let's just overdo it all. That's just, kind of the that's what I get from it. That scene of him in in his kitchen having breakfast yeah. was just shit. <laughs> yeah, it's awful. That looks terrible. Oh my god, I love Tom Hardy. Yeah, he's great. And like, this is what I mean. This is what Sony does the when only, they get their hands on a fucking Marvel property. The only decent thing in that was Woody Harrelson. Yeah, <laughs> who's playing Carnage. But a really weird, like, oh man, I, like, it's just bizarre. This is I'm I'm just so against anything that Sony does. Who's directing the, it? Andy Serkis has directed this. Uh, he's taken mm-hmm. over from Ruben Fleischer, who directed the first film. Uh, so they've taken on, yeah. I, I don't know. I've lost my train of thought now. Um, yeah, I, just, uh, I don't know. Yeah, every time Sony does something, takes a Marvel property and does something without Marvel, because this is disconnected from the Spider-Man. Okay. Venom is a Spider-Man yeah, villain, villain yeah. but this is not connected well, as far as we're aware anyway. They'll it's, probably connected, try it's connected to the Sony Spider-Man. Yeah, it's connected to the Sony, the Spy, the Sony-verse, the Spider-verse. Yeah. And it, and so Marvel has nothing to do with this. Oh, you can tell. And any time that Sony takes one of these Marvel properties, they just fuck it up. Just, that's it's, just it's terrible. Trash. It's terrible. Anyway, I'm sure we'll see it when it comes out, and we'll see how it goes. I wasn't it might, a, look at that. We we just seen the trailer. Yeah. And it might be completely out of context. Yeah. I wasn't huge on the first one anyway, but it was. No, I'm, no, I look. No. I'm, I'm interested. I'll, I'll we'll see it, and we'll see how it goes. So here's but, a venom. But if but if that's if that's the yeah. best trailer they can come up with Ugh, for it, yikes! It's not making me want to go see it. No, certainly not. Give us your opinion if you get yeah, on. Get have, a, have a look at the trailer and tell me what you think. Yeah, tell us what you think. Um, okay. So now Disney is always like with their movies. Is always like, what's happening? How are you releasing oh, yeah. your movies? Whatever. Last yeah, year, on Disney Plus was it going to the cinema? Was it going to both? Yeah, like, right. We've got updates in a couple of movies. <laughs> now, this happened a little while ago. The update we got, um, of course, Cruella and Black Widow are both headed to cinemas and Disney+. Plus. They're taking on that hybrid model. Um, and then we've got Raya and the Last Dragon did that hybrid model earlier in the year. We've got Luca going to, which is uh, Pixar's latest film, that's going to Disney+, Plus for free. Looking forward to that one. It's not going to cinemas, though. Going straight to Disney+, Plus for free. It's oh, not Premier Access. Nice. Not nice. I want to see that on cinema. <laughs> oh, we got to. Big screen here to watch it on. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. A bit spoiled in that regard. I know, but I just feel like that's a movie that deserves to be seen by the masses oh, for sure. on a big screen. That's not going to simmer at all? No. Oh, bugger. That, no, would, be, that would be That's beautiful. what I'm saying. That would be really right. nice in the cinema. Cruella, Black Widow, Cinemas and Disney Plus Premier Access, which means you pay $30 for it. Luca is going direct to Disney Plus for free like they did with Soul. Anyway, we discussed this a few weeks ago. We need to get a 4K projector. I know. 
but then you need to or get somebody to get somebody to can give we us ha- one. Yeah, who can give us a 4K projector? Sony, we'll promote mate. it. Sony, please. We just fucking ragged on. <laughs> <laughs> we just fucking ragged on Venom. Yeah, the different parts of the company. <laughs> <laughs> Sony, please. I'm sorry. I love Venom. Nah, Ten stars. Trash. Ten stars. Venom two. How can I have my projector now? Um, okay. Anyway, so that we talked about that a few weeks ago. There's a whole thing over Luca being dumped for free. Essentially, Pixar's not happy with it by all accounts. Allegedly, there have been people coming out like, "Yeah, we're not happy with it. We feel like we're mm. like being treated pretty shit." Because I did the same thing with Soul. Like, why is our movies yeah, yeah. getting dumped for free? Anyway, we've got updates on my most anticipated Disney film of the year, which is Jungle Cruise, uh, The Rock and Emily Blunt. Uh, this is joining the list of um, movies that will release hybrid. So Ooh. this will go to cinemas, thank the Lord, and it also got a premiere access for 30 bucks. Uh, a pop. Obviously, Premier Access is doing okay if they keep shoving movies on it for 30 bucks. People are obviously paying. Well, they hear a lot of complaining, be. but people are obviously paying for yeah, it. They haven't sure. dropped the price and they're still doing it. This is the only way we could watch it. We'd probably pay the 30 bucks. Yeah, exactly right. Um, so that's going to go to cinemas. Um, hopefully, we'll get a preview. <laughs> should do, hopefully, yeah. So we should get, yeah, so that's going to cinemas. It's going to Disney Plus, uh, Premier Access. The Rock tweeted out or send out something, I don't know. But he said, the most important thing with our movie was always to take care of families around the world by giving you options to watch it. Audience first. Let's um, let's own our 2021 comeback as we get back into the swing of life. All aboard. <laughs> good on him. You can just imagine him. Yeah. So that's good. They, can't, they couldn't push this movie off again. This is the one that's no. been delayed and delayed and delayed. It was supposed to come out in 2018. They pushed it to 2019 and then they pushed it to you know, the... 2020 and then pandemic. By the time they get it out, it'll be out of date. Well, yeah, they wanted they wanted this to be like their next franchise. Mm. This was going to be like the next Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, really? Yeah. Didn't realise that. And it just keeps getting pushed and pushed and pushed. You can't keep pushing this one. So it's finally coming out on July 30th on the hybrid so it was, model. So it was made in what, 2017, 2018? Yeah, probably. When they made yeah. it. Yeah. So by the time it gets to cinema, the technology that they made it with is way out of date. Uh, it still looks good. No, but I just, I just feel will. like how long can you leave it between sequels? Like, no. like, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, um, so yeah, that one's got the hybrid one. Now we've got two other movies which are coming out a bit later in the year. This, this Free Guy, which is the 20th Century Pictures film with um, Ryan Reynolds where he's the non-player character in a video game. Oh, that's right. Wakes yeah, up and realises he's in a video game and decides to become the hero. Well, yeah, wants, um, to, wants to be a playable plot character. Yeah. Uh, that one it comes out in August 13. And, of course, Shang-Chi, uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings uh, is coming out on September 3rd. Now, both of these are going exclusively to theatres, but only for a 45-day window. That's a long window. Yeah. Really? Mm. Even pre-pandemic, though, most films weren't even on for 45 uh, no, days. I think, I think 90 days is the regular window. But they don't run them for that long, most of the cinemas. Surely not. No, they, they like force cinemas to – well, you have to have at least like – like towards the end of the 90 days, it might be that you play it, play it twice a Once week, a week or, something. or something. yeah. Uh, but it still has to be in cinemas. Mm. Uh, that's, the, that's like the rules that the, the studio will give Supplier. to the, exhi- yeah. the exhibitor. Right. So you have to run it for this long. Um, so they're going to give them exclusive theatre runs for 45 days. And what, what happens after that, don't know. Probably straight to Disney Plus, I would imagine. 
um, maybe premier access oh, after the 45 yeah, days or maybe cheaper premium. I don't know. They haven't really said. But so there's a little bit of a, an update on, on those ones there. Quite interesting. Mm. Um, a bit more about Emily Blunt. We've talked about her a couple of times. Now, she's squashed rumours. Now, there have been kind of rumours for years that um, her and John Krasinski were going to be cast in Fantastic Four as Reed oh, Richards yeah, and Sue Storm. The other day. It's been a thing that's been going on for ages. People mm. have all, like, there's fan art and everything. People are like, yeah, it's going to happen. Uh, she was on uh, Howard Stern. Um, and Howard Stern. Ago, wasn't it? Yeah, it was only yeah, yesterday, sure. the day before. Um, she, he, was, she, he sort of asked her about it. And she's basically just squashed it and said, no, it's just fan casting. It's all rumours. Um, but then the kicker was that um, she said she's just not interested in... T- in general, I don't race to see superhero movies. They leave me feeling a little bit cold. So they're not up my alley. I think it's it's been exhausted. It's not to say that I would never want to play one. I It would just have to be something so cool and that I'd be interested. Uh, she says it's not beneath her, but she just doesn't think superheroes are for her. So that's the thing that's got everyone like, no, because so many times you, you hear these people as like, oh, this guy's been, or this, this woman's been cast as this character, oh, and then they get asked and like, no, 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 I'm not. And then like a week later it's like confirmed. And if they, give, and if, and if they came to her with a good character yeah. and offered her 20 mil or 30 or 40 or well, 50 mil, she going to turn it down? Well, she was off a Black Widow and turned it down. Really? Yeah. Couldn't imagine it as Black Widow, to be honest. No, I think I think Scarlet's perfect. Oh, for she's it. awesome. For but it. she was no, yeah. She famously turned down the role of Black Widow for Iron Man Two. She actually said in this interview, she said, "I really liked Iron Man, and I wanted to work with Robert Downey, but it wasn't wasn't for her." Mm. Um. So yeah. So so many times you hear like even Paul Rudd like was rumored for Ant Man for ages. There's this clip online where someone's like, "Hey, are you Ant Man?" He's like, "It's just rumors, man." He's like, "Dad, don't worry about it." And then yeah. a little while after, it was like confirmed, Paul Rudd. So you can kind of think, oh, maybe she's playing it down, but then she adds in the kicker, which is, yeah, no, I'm just not a huge fan just of superhero, not a superhero movies. So now everyone's like, oh, sad. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I've, I've always felt like I think they'd be good, but I always felt like it's just obvious at this point that that's the casting. Like I would like to see some something else, someone else. Or anything, yeah, exactly right. I think. So it's not like huge hit to me, but a lot of people are quite upset that it seems like, oh, this fan casting's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, be interesting. Yeah, Tom will tell. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly right. Well, they can they um the the girl the girl who was uh, the woman who was cast as um uh She Hulk, uh, who whose name escapes me at the moment again. Um, there were rumors swirling about her playing She Hulk for a while, and then she was asked on one of the talk shows, "Is She Hulk?" She's like, "I've not heard anything about it." And then, like two weeks later, it's confirmed. But again, the kicker here is that Emily Blunt's like not just saying. Oh, no, it's f- false. It's just like, I'm oh, just not interested. Just not into superhero films. Anyway, we'll see what happens Fair there. Enough. Let's take a couple of subscriber questions and wrap this one up, hey? <sighs> yeah, sure, why not? Blake. G'day, mate. Hey, Blake. Blake Eisen, Patreon. Yeah. Been a listener since day... Day dot, really. almost, yeah. Uh, okay, his question. He says, my question is off the back of your quick comments <clears throat> about slow TV. Mm-hmm. I love slow TV. It's great fun. Have it running in the background while I'm doing other stuff, and it's just really relaxing. It's a bit like you listening to classical music Probably, when you're working. Yeah. Um, uh, comments about slow TV. If you could make a slow TV program about anything, what would it be? Keep up the great work, as usual. Cheers from Brisbane, Blake. For those who don't thanks, know anything Blake. about... Thanks, Blake. 
for those who don't know what slow TV is, it's literally like a nine to ten hour program of like it might be shot out of the front of a train doing a journey and you get to watch the whole train journey. Yep. And then there's nice music over the top. Sometimes they little facts pop up on the screen or something. Yeah, yeah exactly That's what right. it's just slow, it's, slow yeah, television. Exactly right. So anyway, um, you're the slow TV connoisseur. I'll let you have this one. Probably there's, there's, a, there's a really good road here mm. in Victoria. It's a great ocean road. And I yeah. reckon that would be awesome. And it runs it runs along the the, the mm. south coast of Victoria, yeah. and I think I think to drive the full the full length of it probably takes a few hours, probably mm. four hours or something maybe. So I reckon a slow TV of that would be awesome. I'd love that because yeah. the because the the scenery of the coast down there is just incredible, mm. absolutely incredible. Another one, actually, another one would be good. Would be mm. would be a, a, a another road trip. Um, from Melbourne to the centre of Australia to Uluru, yeah, I reckon that'd be great. Some mm. beautiful scenery out the back, out, out back there. Mm. Although you see that on that other thing, yeah, which the the, uh, the Garn, the, the Garn Railway. Yeah, but yeah, that'd be for me. That'd be what I'd what I'd, um, what right. I'd do. What you uh, I I'd like to see one which is like maybe, um, you know that. Oh, no, it's not even really that interesting. I was going to say England to Scotland. That's only a few hours anyway. Mm. There's some nice scenery. Maybe like a, oh, yeah, like a slow TV through the highlands of Scotland. Oh, yeah, the, ooh, that'd yeah. be good. So they did another, there was another one I stumbled across one night was um, uh, along the Murray River. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah, yeah. And that was, that was awesome. A lot of that was shot with, with a, um, on a drone and, and stuff. stuff. That yeah. was really pretty. Yeah. Cool. All right, so, yeah, next so one. there you go, Blake. Yeah. Um... Who's this one? Yamero? Yamero yeah, Fernandez? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yamero? Yamero? I'm not sure. I apologize. Yamario, Fernandez. Sorry, mate. Let us know. Let us yeah, know. Let so us I know don't know how do it wrong. Because this guy does write, write in a lot. So I'd yeah, like okay. to. Yeah, let me know how to pronounce your name so I don't butcher it again. I'm thinking of Yamario. probably, yeah. Anyway, um, would you say that uh, Tomorrowland in 2015 is a bad movie? A lot of people dislike it. And I feel, and I feel I'm by myself thinking it, thinking it's fantastic. Tomorrowland, this is the one with George Clooney. Yep, um, where it's like the futuristic thing. She like picks up the coin, and when she picks up, she goes into the future. Mm-hmm. It's like it's futuristic. Catherine Hahn's in this one actually too. Um, I love this film, but it's not great. Um, I have a lot of thoughts on this. I've actually thought about doing a video on this for years. Uh, the video, the film was very much. I, I'll, I'll try not to like, waffle on too much, but the film was very much inspired by Walt Disney's ideals for the perfect future. You know, he had his ideas for his Epcot. Yep. He was going to build like a, a futuristic city of tomorrow where they were going to test out um, like future technologies and shit. Which after he died, the company was like, "We don't know what the hell we're doing. We can't build and run a city." So they just made a theme park, yep. Epcot. So essentially, this movie took that idea of what if Walt Disney's city of the future was a real thing. And um, that's the, what the movie's about. It's about like peace and prosperity going into the future and cleaning up war and and all that stuff. Everyone lives together and is peaceful. All that all that shit. And like this harmonious city of tomorrow. Um, and the film had originally had all these threads where Walt Disney was actually mentioned, and they mentioned that Walt Disney and all these other great inventors used to get together and mapped out Tomorrowland. Yep. And these were all real threads in the film, 
And even some of the trailers you'll see, they mention, oh, Walt, Di- you know, Walt Disney created this and shit. They cut it all out um, because they thought it was too on the nose. Mm. But you watch the movie and there's just gaping holes. Someone like me understands what the movie's about because I've studied yeah, Walt Disney right. and what he was doing with it and all that shit. Um, so for me, I can see where the movie's coming from and I think this movie's so great but they cut all the best bits out, the bits that actually make it make sense right. to someone who maybe doesn't have that knowledge. Yep. So everyone else watches it and goes, what the fuck's this? So they cut Fair out enough. just everything that was just like, it would have been so good. There's a Brad Bird film, man. Brad Bird did, Brad Bird did like um, The Incredibles and Iron Giant and just fucking worked on the early season of The Simpsons. Mm. Um, terrific. And it just flopped. Didn't make much money. It was a stinker. People didn't like it. I think it's a great movie. It's a great I movie. I remember the build up to that. Yeah, it was huge. Don't they made a big deal out of it. Huge I've got the little. I've it. got the little George Clooney pop vinyl from that. Oh god. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I love the film because of what it tried to be. But they cut all the all the best bits, the out. great bits out. There's, I think, a few deleted scenes on the Blu-ray, the DVD that that show some of it. Mm. Ah, yeah, but no. Because even in the film, they go back to the uh, the World's Fair because Walt Disney created a lot That's of, right. um, um, uh, what do you call it, um, uh, attractions for the World's Fair in the early 50s, which were then re- were taken to Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then there were scenes where they go to the World's Fair, the, the underground, the, the uh, what's that fucking one with all the dolls? It's a wonderful, it's a small world. Small world, yeah. Um, so all this stuff was tied into it and they just cut it all out. Because he bought all the land, didn't he? Yeah. Didn't he buy up all that land? Yeah. It's all that land well, where yeah, yeah, yeah. Cotton yeah, yeah, is. Exactly right. They own. And that's why they bought so much because he's going to build a city. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think they, they – didn't they have the idea that they would put – or they, they would allow him to build his, his – investors didn't want him to build a city, but they said they, that he – they said, we want to build a park, you want to build a city, we'll let you have – your city, but we have to have you have to build the theme park as you're going into the city. And they were talking about building at the back of it, so that if it's, so, well, he wanted to build at the back because yeah, they, yeah. they had to drive through his yeah, city yeah. to get there. So anyway, that's why the, the park was in the works while he was alive. Anyway, like I said, I don't want to waffle too much because yep. I want to. I will make a video on this at one point. Um, but yeah, they cut just everything out that was just tied to how great this film really could have been. Yeah, um, it was just stinker in the end. Yep. But I love it for what it. Tried yeah, exactly. To be. Um, K-Fig, K-Fig Custom. Yeah. What movies do you remember watch, watching too young? Something uh, that you look back at now uh, and say, who let me watch that? Yeah. Um, well, I was saying, I was thinking, like, I don't ever really, ever really watching anything that was unsuitable. Like, I don't think, like, you ever sat me down and was like, if I can watch The Shining when you're nine years old. Uh, um, it was your mother's fault. She wouldn't let me let you watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even remember the first R-rated film I watched. Um, the only things that I ever think that I might have been too young to to watch is things that I might have just seen in passing. Like, it's not like I was sat down or I sat down to watch an R-rated film when I'm five. Yeah. It's just things that I saw in passing that, like, scarred me for life. Um, like Titanic. I remember seeing the end of Titanic when the boat crashes and the people all falling down into the sea and dying and shit. When probably when that first came out, so I was probably mm. quite young. I remember seeing it on TV, um, and I was quite freaked out by that. Um, I remember being at a birthday party when I was younger, where they were watching Terminator Two, and that creeped me out. Particularly the scene where he's standing at the 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 scene where he's standing at the play equipment, 
and then has like a vision of something of the apocalypse yep. and everything starts burning up <clears> and uh, that creeped the hell out of me. Starship Troopers was another one. All the kids were watching at the sleepover. Really? Yeah, I rang you up. I'm like, I'm coming home. Uh, I don't want to yeah, be here. I don't want to watch it. I must have been very, very young. Um, and just stuff like that, like Goosebumps. I saw little bits of the Goosebumps episode with Dummy with the head on backwards. That freaked uh, the shit yeah, out of yeah, me. Yeah, it was yeah. probably like six yeah, yeah. or seven. Episode of the Australian series, Round the Twist, where there was in a fact, scarecrow. What was, what was you know, the doll with the EC? EC, EC, yeah. EC creeped you out initially, too. I don't know. Yeah. I was like three. Yeah, because it was Probably. a doll with no face. But then I had I had the doll. But you had the, you loved the doll. Weird. Yeah. Um, Return to Oz. I hated the wheelers, the guys with the wheels oh. and the creepy face. And there's a scene in that movie where she goes in. There's like this hall with all these windows, and there's always like these severed heads in the windows. That whole movie just creeped the shit out of me. <laughs> hated it. But yeah, as far as like sitting and watching something that I was too young to watch, never really happened. It was just these little things that I saw. Well, the flying monkeys. Me out. Flying monkeys. Yeah, they the creeped me out originally. Yeah. Yeah. I came to like him. Because mm. oh, there's a scene where they rip the scarecrow apart. Yeah, that's right. And I remember seeing that as a kid and thinking, oh, that's so graphic. They've like ripped his body apart and he's everywhere. Now watch it back. It's just fucking straw man. Straw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I learned made, to love that too. Gut made a straw. Yeah. Yeah, but I have these vivid memories of that being really graphic. Isn't yeah. That funny. Yeah. Anyway, you said you had a few. Yeah, I got a few. Um, I remember being oh, probably only um ten or twelve, maybe twelve mm. years old, and my mother took me and my older brother to see the Poseidon Adventure. <laughs> right. Um, Ship, not, another shipwreck film. No, not a film. Not a film for a ten or twelve year old. That's yeah. for sure. At the time. Because there was really nothing like that around. Mm. It was around that time when they were doing all those disaster films, mm. and, it, and and because of that film, to this day, I will not go on a cruise <laughs> the rest of my life. I will not that get explains on. It. Will not get on a cruise. Finally explains it. Yeah, there's no way. It just it just scared the shit out of me. Yeah. And I will never ever. I'll get on a boat, but I won't get on a big boat. I won't get on yeah. a cruise or anything. No way. Yeah. No way in the world. Um, the trilogy of terror was yeah. another one. Mm. I think that was made in probably seventy. Two, three, something mm. like that, and they're in 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 that it, it's a it's a it's a film of three short films, mm. all linked by the 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 actress that was in it was the same actress in each th- yeah. in each of the three, and there was this little um little doll, it was like a um like an African sort of doll, yeah, yeah, and it had these like big a totem thing, yeah, and it had these big teeth and it was. <laughs> <laughs> with a knife and slashing at the woman and all this sort of stuff, and eventually it bit her and she turned into the yeah she sort of turned into the <laughs> creepy doll. So that was another one. That, yeah. and that 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 would that scared the crap out of me and my me and my brother and my, and my sister. And we would we would it, it would come on at late at night and it would be on, you know, nine o'clock at night or late as mm. as, a, as a kids, you know. And from our bedroom, we could look through the crack in the door mm. and we could see the TV. Yeah. And if it was on, we'd look at it, we'd watch it, and, and we couldn't put our feet on the floor. <laughs> feet had to be off the floor. So that scared the shit out of me. Towering Inferno was another one. Yeah, yeah. Scared the shit out of me. It took me years to be able to go into a bloody high-rise building. Yeah, sat on fire. Yeah. Talk about Paul Newman, Steve McQueen. Yeah. yeah. Um, Earthquake was another one. Yeah, all these that wasn't so. That, wasn't so, that wasn't so bad. So that was, they were all around the same time. Yeah. And then there was a TV show called Night Stalker mm. with Darren McGavin, and that used to scare the shit out of me. Um, and there was a show on on a Friday night on TV, and it was called Deadly Earnest. Mm. 
and he presented horror films and stuff like that. And that scared the shit out of me too when I was a kid. But yeah, that was that was go. for me anyway. There you go. Um, now let's um, look. We've run. We're going very long. Let's go with uh, Walter Sauce. Walter Sauce has written in. Oh, here we go. I've got a bunch of. I've got so many questions. Oh no, actually, we'll go Walter Sauce. Then we've got another one there. These other. I've got heaps of questions here. I'll, I'll carry them over to next week. Let's have a look at Walter Sauce. Uh, have you seen movies like? Here we go. Harold okay. and Harold and Maud. I've not watched that one yet. I don't. Know, it's it? like an older lady who falls in love with like a, she's like a oh, yeah. falls in love with a younger man and I've never seen it. Not interested. Blue yeah. Jet, Blue Jasmine, yes. The Devil Wears Prada. No, I haven't seen <gasps> Emily Blunt again. Um, not Emily Blunt. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Book of Life. No, Sounds that's an like, animated film. It's apparently very good. Sounds like trash. No, apparently um, very very good. Saving Mr. Banks. Yes, absolutely. Blade one and two. No, I never watched Blade. You've seen Blade. I've seen them, yes. National Treasure 1 and 2. Yes, fantastic. Smoking the Bandit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Original Ghost in the Shell. No. The Full Monty. Yeah. Uh, Funny People. Yeah. DuckTales the movie. Long time ago, yeah. The Searchers. Yeah. War of the Roses. Yeah. A Fish Called Wanda. Yeah. Hot Shots. Yeah. Love it. Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as Good As It Gets. Yes. Awesome. Nomadland. Yeah, a couple of weeks Great ago. Great film. Yeah. Uh, Manchester by the Sea. Yeah, hated it. Yeah, just hated it. So depressing. Blue Velvet. Yes. And Pretty Woman. Yeah. Mum's favourite film. Yeah. There you go. Quite a few good ones. Yeah. Thanks, Walter. Yeah. Walter. Yeah. Um, and Is it Walter? One? I want to know. Walter or Walter. Let us yeah. know what I it is. I keep pronouncing the, but then I think maybe it's just Walter. I think it's Walter. And I think it might be too. Because he hasn't Walter. he hasn't said anything yet. Yeah. My friend, please let me know down in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, one here from the world's worst manager. Yeah, he's Self-appointed manager. Asshole. Yeah. Wacko Jacko. Yeah. Hey, Dave, love the pod. Yeah, well, I don't think we're going to love you after this. Yeah. Uh, was just walking down the street. <laughs> was just walking down the street and saw Leo, as in DiCaprio. Yeah. Uh, walking down the street. Couldn't resist taking a pic for you guys. Enjoy. There you go. Now, for those out there watching at home, uh, you can see it on the screen. Um, everyone else, I will upload these to Instagram. You can go and check them out on Instagram and Twitter. This is a picture Wacko Jacko saw uh, saw Leo walking down the street with a Shider All Right T-shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> there he is just chilling out wearing his Shider All Right merch. <laughs> I think we need to make them. Yeah, I think make so. Them, make them and sell them. Well, he also saw The Rock too. Did he? Yeah, he saw The Rock. <laughs> the Rocks are in a, and on Tuesdays I listen to Dave Lee down in the podcast t-shirt <laughs> he's loving it so yeah I think we uh, might I think well, I've been thinking about doing merchandise it should just it should be Tuesday nights Deadwood night yeah <laughs> yeah um, we want to make some t-shirts we want to do some merch um, Wacko is actually making up some stickers and stuff for us um, so we'll see how they turn out they, well they look good from what I've seen Um but, yeah, so I think we're going to start doing some merch, but I don't know. I need to know if people will actually purchase it before we start doing it properly. Um, so let us know. Let me know. Email me, davelypottergmail.com. I have to come up with Twitter. a couple. And- yeah, we're thinking about coming up with, well, we're going to do like a sticker pack and we're thinking about doing a few T-shirts. Let us know if you would buy it. And it wouldn't. It will be like a mix of stuff from like the podcast and the YouTube channel. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so you might get your Shider All Right T-shirt or your World Cartoon Worst Evolution. Manager your or, Worst Manager or your Cartoon Evolution shirt or something. Or uh, what, was the, what was the game that Jackson started? The uh, 
the bingo, Dave Lee bingo. Oh, yeah, we're going to sell, like, try and sell like the bingo card. I don't know. Just let us know if you would purchase some merch. It'll help support the channel. And as I say, everything that I, I that I earn from the channel goes back into the channel uh, from stuff like this. So let us know. I like mm. I'm, I'm keen on launching some stuff. So uh, yeah, let me know, please, please let me know. Don't know what happened there. Started and stopped. Started again. Well, that's it. That's all it's we have time for today. And uh, it's gone over two hours again. Uh, thanks again for joining us today. The podcast goes out every single Monday on all podcasting platforms, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, and Audible. The visual element available to view on YouTube as well goes out the same day. But if you're a patron supporter, you can get it two days earlier on early access. Uh, so just head over to patreon.com forward slash Dave Lee down under. Uh, you can get your access to that one. Uh, the video podcasts are, of course, on a brand new channel. We've taken them over to a new space to kind of exist on their own. Really appreciate the views and the subs over there. Got to get all that back up so we can get the monetization back onto the podcast. Uh, you can find me on you. The regular YouTube is, of course, Dave Lee down under. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. All linked down the bottom, so you don't need to go search and just click straight through. If you want to write into the show again, you can shoot an email to DaveLeePod at gmail.com. If you're listening on podcast platforms, please leave a review and a rating. It helps. Only good ones. Only the good ones, yeah. Uh, YouTube preview. We'll hunt um, you down. Yeah, we will. Last last week on the channel, I dropped like a shitload of cartoon news. Um, I, of course, dropped my Tasmanian Devil cartoon evolution. I dropped the tour through the ACMI uh, exhibition, the Acme Get on, exhibition. Have a, look. have a look. Also, my review for those who wish me dead. A bunch of stuff went up last week. So go and check that out. This week on the channel, I don't really have any plans. I'm going to be working on my next evolution, which I'll probably announce next week. Shit will pop up. Um, yeah, there'll be cartoon news, I'm sure, throughout the week uh, that will that will be dropped. So yep. we'll just, uh, just keep your eye on the channel. But nothing huge, no huge videos this week. At that, guys, uh, yeah, thanks for joining us. We will hopefully see you next week if we haven't annoyed you so much this week. Hope so. We'll hope to see you back. Yeah. Alrighty. Okay, guys. Thanks for joining Take me. Take care. See you later.